What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Flip Flop Guy podcast. I'm Andy Mokel, and I'll be your host. Our goal is to have epic conversations with people from all walks of life. There are no talking points that are off the table. It's going to get wild. We hope our guests inspire and motivate you to walk with purpose as we trudge the road of human existence. Enjoy the show. You touched one, you touched them all. Great. And I touch my own every day. Fellas, what's up? What's up? It's great to have you guys back on the podcast. It's good to be here. I'm excited. Are you? Yeah. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Dude, you guys had a pretty fucking epic season. It was okay. It was okay? It was fun. I'll take it again. Right? Every year. So, we're sitting in your backyard. We just came back from the California Deer Association dinner. Which is awesome. It was just fucking long. It, it was, was long. long. They Dude. gave away a lot of stuff. There's a lot of money for deer in California. They rose so much money tonight. That was insane. Just to like sit there and watch and be like thousands of dollars and more thousands and thousands upon thousands I and mean, tens of thousands. Silly stuff like wine. neon beer lights going for three grand. Dude. Wine bottles going all the way, something, all the way up. Something to like went the, the for like $16,000 or $17,000. Yeah. And I was like blown away. Yeah, I came home with two rifles. Well, in California, you did. We're like come home with them. Tonight. You came home with a ticket <laughs> with for two ticket. rifles in ten days. Apparently, the cops are coming for us for mm. podcasting. Yeah, that's probably for the bar around the corner. For the hen house. The hen house. The hen house. God, I love that place. <laughs> it's pretty cool. We have some solid memories from the hen house already. From the last time. Yeah. From the Reading Expo. Yeah, and this year's Expo will probably generate some more. The Reading Expo is going to be fun this year. It's pretty rowdy yeah. for a small town hunting expo. Yeah. No that, doubt. I mean, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty excited for it. It's going to be fun. Yep. We're going to have be another even party because we were supposed to have the Chico Expo this year, which isn't going to happen. Can't it got happen. canceled, right? Yeah. Because yeah, the, the FEMA camps. Yeah, yeah the FEMA, FEMA camp basically extended their stay which canceled the chico expo this year yeah yeah so that just means like more people at the reading show Hopefully. but that's fun yeah oh yeah it'll be a good time yeah i just found that out did you well yeah, i mean i, no th- I mean <laughs> dusty dusty just announced it like a couple days ago yesterday right? yeah that was a hard oh, okay yeah that was a hard decision yeah, I mean, I mean, it had to happen. But it's a I bummer mean, because you know he had a lot of work and time invested in into it, thing. and he ate some money in advertising everything for the <clears> yeah. for the show. But um, you know, all the vendors who put in are going to get their super money back understanding. And, yeah, and have been really cool about it. So that's um, good. Hopefully, that just means a better turnout for. Rating. And Dusty's not with us tonight. Couldn't make it tonight. Dusty got, can make he, it. He, he got, got a new dog. dog. He's tending to, to the dog. That he's he's tending to the new, yeah, what was yeah. it, like an eight-month-old puppy? Se- seven, yeah, seven-month-old seven. German wire hair pointer that's trained, 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 trained for shed hunting. Shed dog. That's amazing. That's going to be awesome. At the, at Dude, the dinner. Yeah. when I saw, there's his wife bidding, bidding it up <laughs> yeah, the whole time. She bought it for him. She bought it I for him. I think he was a little down in the dumps about the Chico show, and she was cheering him up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. Good woman. Good honor. You know what I mean? You so, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Legion OST DIY Outdoors Podcast. Uh, we we're coming live from Redding, California. Like we were talking about, we came out of the California Deer Association dinner. And uh, 
We're going to podcast. we got Out West Outdoors. Jason, you haven't been on the podcast with us. No. no at all yet. No. So before we dive into this list of jargony bullshit that I have, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, man? Uh, yeah. So I, I'm actually loose brother-in-law. Mm-hmm. There by it is. marriage, by, by, yeah, by, yeah. I thought it was by blood relation. I mean, his his <laughs> wife and my wife are sisters, but Jason and I have been real tight since before all the marriage happened. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> for a while. So we're uh, he's part of the crew. Yeah. So Luke's been in, you know, ever since I've known him, he's been super into hunting. Yeah, and uh, I thought it was pretty interesting, and I kind of gave it a shot. And then realized that I had a lot of fun going out and, you know, sleeping on the ground for six days at a time and eating the shittiest mountain house meals you could possibly think of, chili mac. Uh-huh. So that's Dude, that yeah. is my favorite. And then, yeah. and then, <laughs> it's uh, not bad to eat. It's just like the next two days. Yeah. It'll yeah. get you with the chili mac. Yeah. Yeah, it's rough. And then, uh, you know, I he introduced me to Zach and Dusty, which I worked with. I already kind of knew them, but... So are you part of the Costco crew? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, we're four deep Full in Full-on Costco mafia. Yeah. Outdoors like crew. trench coat. Yeah. Yeah, but Costco. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, we've got full representation of, like, Costco. Produce, meat department, tire shop, and merchandising. Costco. Yeah, we pretty much could open our own store. <laughs> so that is true. Yeah. <laughs> it would be a little rough, but we could do it. That's so epic. That's yeah. funny. Did, but you have you done a California elk hunt? Uh, yeah, I have, uh, and that was just some <laughs> bullshit draw that like what I didn't even know what I was doing. What did you draw? You. Uh, if you if you feel like talking, yeah, about I that. drew the Roosevelt elk tag out of Siskiyou, mm-hmm. and uh, it was funny because I I had put in for it, and the night that you know the closing, I called Zach and I'm like, dude, what should I put in for? I have no fucking clue. What to put in for? So you had no points. No, no, I had zero points. Like, yeah, had no. I'd never put in for a tag in my life. Yeah, yeah. first attempt. Yeah. This motherfucker. Oh, yeah, dude, are you kidding me, dude? It gets better. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, so the draw results come out. Yeah, the draw results come out, and somebody that I work with was just like, "Hey, man, did you check? Did you draw anything?" I was like, "Draw what? Like, I'm what are you talking, talking about?" about? He's like, "Oh." You know, draw results came out today. You know, like, you should check. I'm like, oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, man. Okay. So I look at my phone. I'm on my first break. And I remember looking at it and I'm like, okay, well, that's weird. That says yes. I'm like, that must be some, like, fucking over-the-counter tag that I put in for. Or mm-hmm. shit. I don't even know enough about hunting to, like, know that, you know, yeah. I hit something, like, pretty big. So I text Luke and I'm like, "Hey man, uh, I got this Roosevelt <laughs> yeah, I tag. This. I think I, sc- I remember the text verbatim. I think I screwed up and drew an over-the-counter bull elk tag for California. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, dude, there's no over-the-counter bull elk tag for California. That's a lo- once-in-a-lifetime. What are you tag. talking about? I think you're reading it wrong. And he sends me a screenshot of <laughs> successful of his, of yes. his draw results, and it says Siskiyou bull." successful yes oh my god and i'm like i can't believe it up. what I so like immediately i like close the text message and call him and he's at work and he answers i'm like what the hell did you just do 
Like, is that actually your draw results? Like, did you really just draw Did you just rig this or what? With zero points? He's like, dude, I yeah. think I screwed up. <laughs> for did I, sure. Did dude. I put in for the wrong tag? I'm like, no. You just drew a tag that takes most people at the time. Max fif- points. 15 years yeah. to draw. Yeah. Max points was either 15 or 16 at the time. I just thought it was funny that you thought that. I somehow I thought manipulated. That. I thought he screwed up. I wasn't even he's smart enough to like figure well, out. I drew the tag. Well, here's yeah. the, well, here's no, the I'm like, no, there's you only just, what? You just there's drew... one random tag or something. No, there's, like two. Oh, there's two. There's two. There's yeah. two yeah. random tags. So the way California's set up, there's a certain percentage of tags that are <coughs> random, and then the rest like, are max. The rest are essentially it, max. Like you one for non-resident. Less than one percent chance of drawing that. Yeah. Yeah. And he pulls a Siskiyou County bull elk tag, which like. All of us have been putting in for forever, and nobody's drawn. So none of us have hunted this unit for elk. We know people that have. (laughs) Fortunately, we've known people who did. And yeah, Jason drew the freaking random bull tag with zero points. Best one you can get. Yeah. I mean, mean, you could argue there's a couple like better trophy units in California to get an elk tag. For Roosevelt. But we told him to put in for this elk tag because it's the best odds. Odds, yeah. Mm-hmm. For, at the time, it was at the one, best less odds. than 1%. <laughs> yeah, right? For random. <clears throat> and, That's insane. And he pulled it. So it was crazy. So you went on the hunt and you, you shot a nice ball. I saw it. Yeah, yeah. I saw um, it today. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm used to like picking up a camera. So yeah. it was pretty crazy. Because you run lens. Yeah, yeah. To right? get the opportunity to actually do that, it was super fun, man. It was definitely one of the funner hunts that I've been on. Yeah, not taking anything away from any of the backcountry hunts, but yeah, it was it was fun. It was a good time. It was an epic. Yeah, dude. that's a once in a lifetime yeah. hunt. Yeah, we got yeah. a lot Fuck. of shit about that too. So going to Disneyland, you probably are going to get more after this podcast goes out. Yeah, yeah. yeah more true. people are going to know <laughs> that you drew <laughs> that tag that all these people want with no points. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was it was a rad experience. And granted, this is uh, what was that two thousand fifteen. Yeah, I think so. 2015 yeah. when you drew. And so we all went, you know, kind of as a group, um, set up a camp, scouted for a few days. Found we, each kind, we each kind of pulled information from different people yeah, and kind of checked we, out different we, areas. We pulled what we what we could for... Uh, I want a 305 tag bad. Okay, so this is the weird thing. Like, when we were out there and we, day one start, he's got a rifle in his hand and we're chasing elk in California. I felt like I was doing something illegal because yeah. it's, it's California. Not it felt, it's not normal. To yeah. all of us, it felt wrong. Yeah. Like that's how I was, when I went and did my dad's elk hunt uh, two seasons ago, uh-huh. it's the most weird, it's weird. feeling ever because you're in California, you're so isolated. but you're hunting elk. Yeah. I mean, I guess so. But he, I, he, he I has nothing to face it. Yeah, like, I don't even know what you're talking yeah. about. This doesn't I'm register like, for I, me. That, it's that like was, no one gets to be honest with you, I mean, other than the random elk that I see driving to the coast, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, that was probably the You should come time. out and shoot some of those coastal elk with me one day. Yeah, well, yeah, all he has cool. to do is put in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. There's no tags out there yet. <laughs> oh, right. he'll draw it, though. He'll draw it. Yeah. There might be, though. Yeah. So, it, it was crazy. And what was that, day three, the hunt? When we got on that bull? Uh, yeah. Destiny so, I had September 11th. Well, we jumped that bull the day before. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we did. That's right. Yeah. Super we were, close, like we were, 30 yards, maybe. So basically yeah. how this worked out is like the oh, way that yeah. unit's set up, it's like probably... Super private. <clears throat> I, I guess like 80 to 85% of the ground that elk live on is private property. Mm-hmm. And that's all pay to play. Yeah. yeah. 
like everybody, and it's thousands of dollars. For everybody up there fees. who owns property in the area that hold elk during that are, are selling trespass rights all the way up to a full on full guided, guided yeah PLM elk tags and stuff plus like trophy that. fees and everything else, yeah. right? And Jason draws his tag. I mean, he's playing with house money already, right? And then California, you draw a resident bull elk tag, which is it was like four hard to get. It's damn near five hundred bucks <laughs> yeah. for no. It's a an out of it's an out of state tag. fee, yeah. right? Yeah. And you're paying basically what you would pay in Colorado for a or Montana a or anywhere. Yeah. Elk tag. Montana's a little bit steep, but Montana for elk's not steep. For mule deer, it's steep. Yeah, yeah. right. But uh, what I'm saying is, I as get what a you're resident, saying. Yeah, you're paying as opposed fees. to what you're paying elk, out of state fees. As opposed to what other elk hunting states residents are paying. Yeah, you're paying non-res fees. Yeah, to, as a resident in California. Yeah, so you're already out like 500 bucks just for the tag. Yeah, and with zero points putting in, he's playing with house money already. Mm-hmm. And everywhere that's offering even a trespass fee is minimum two grand mm-hmm. on up to ten plus. Yeah. And, you know, he wasn't ready to dump that kind of money into it. Ready? I wouldn't have fucking 10 grand to throw into that. I wouldn't wouldn't dump any money into trespassing fees from anybody for an elk tag. Yeah, and so we're like, well, we'll figure it out. We know some people who have killed bulls in that unit. Yeah. Um, I I have a connection with one of the biologists who follows that herd. So we kind of pulled our resources, called some people, and... uh, and figured out this smallish patch of BLM that kind of plays a checkerboard game. Mm-hmm. And what we learned after getting boots on the ground is like these elk, once they get pressured from the people who are paying to play on these private ranches, little BLM put the pressure on them. They're using this BLM section across. Yeah. And and maybe even finding a little sanctuary on the public land, which is crazy. Yeah. On top of that, these elk don't get called at a lot. So what's nuts is it's a Roosevelt elk in the sage, and we're hunting them in the like big, giant, flat sagebrush mm-hmm. with like really sparse junipers and pinions. Like this is the, when we posted pictures and video and stuff. People people were like calling us out, saying, "Oh, this is you guys aren't Roosevelt elk hunting." Yeah, it's like, yeah be we like are Rockies Rose- in Idaho or whatever. No, no these are Roosevelt. We're on sage. This giant sage flat. Yeah, and. We go out the first morning and we see bulls and they're running like a whole herd running, obviously pushed. Mm-hmm. They were on the public for a very short amount of time back onto private and yeah. jumped up into the ranch. People driving roads. Up, right? So you jumped yeah. that bull on day two then. You're yeah. saying yeah. day two, yeah. we were walking out on the sage flat, but the only pre dawn, the only reason we went back there is because <clears throat> after seeing all those elk, kind of move and be pressured that's right we waited and kind of watched and then they you know went back up the mountain and we waited there for i don't know like an hour maybe and then decided we were going to go check another spot out so we walked back to the vehicle and when we get there we run into like two local guys oh yeah the local guys so yeah they were basically scouts uh, paid scouts by one of the local outfitters mm-hmm. and they're posted up in the bed of a pickup on the edge of the sage flat and they both got like tripods with big spotters and they are glassing this public land sage flat on the edge of the private mm-hmm. that we've been 
posted up on, and we're going back to our rigs, and they're there. And they're like, what are you guys doing out here? Who are you guys hunting with? They're like, this is public land, man. We're hunting with ourselves. Like, Yeah, we're doing our yeah, own we're, deal. We're just here. DIY. And yeah. they're giving nothing up. And they're like, yeah. oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, um, we thought you were with so-and-so and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, "What are you? Are you guys hunting? You guys got bull tags?" And they're like, "No, we work for so and so, and name one of the local outfitters." Mm-hmm. So in our mind, we're like, "Okay, so <coughs> one of the local outfitters is paying these two guys to scout this public land." Which means that's good. Which means we're in the right spot. Exactly. So we, yeah, we checked other areas and looked in a couple. There's sign, spots. but it wasn't near as. Pro- I mean, we saw the yeah. elk the first day, and yeah. the second day we decided to get there earlier. Yeah. Before they were out into the field. Yep. Yeah. We're trying to catch we them coming off to get, the field. We were trying to get closer. Yeah. <clears> closer. The, yeah. The first day we got there, we're too f- we were way too far yeah. away. Yeah. And we're like, there's no way we're going to like close that gap if they were like moving away yeah. from us. we got to get closer. So day three. Yeah. Day three. <coughs> well, yeah. Just to finish day two, we went out there pre-dawn and we yeah. busted a raghorn on the public. Uh-huh. Or like before shooting light. Yeah. I mean like sixty yard encounter. Yeah. With I mean, yeah, Raghorn, a satellite bull, but I think it was the bull. I think it was like thirty. I think it yeah, was I think it was thirty. It was yards. close. I yeah. think it might have been it was the bull close, with but the broken. It was, I think it was the bull that was with the bull you shot. Yeah, the one with the with the broke weird, off yeah. right bean. And we yeah. were we were we pushed in a little bit further th- that day and I mean, the elk was what, like 50 this yards from, thing, from the we, private property? Yeah. Do you remember stopping under that tree? And we're, we're kind of grouping. We're like, okay, so let's get a little bit closer. <laughs> we kind of come up with this game plan. And, and we walked like, like 20 yards and jumped a bull. Yeah. Literally. They're like, don't move. <laughs> what? And the thing that's, the, this is the crummy thing, is like we're sitting there. And, and it was there's probably 10, 15 minutes till shooting light. Yeah, but and he could just, you imagine the video we would have got if we oh, just yeah. waited right there? And like, I know. Shit, there's a bull right there. Yeah. Like, he's right fucking there. Well, you would have killed a smaller bull than you killed, too. If we yeah. did that. Everything happens for a reason yeah. when you're out there, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. Miss an opportunity to clean it up with a better one later. I don't know. I would have had Luke telling me to shoot it, and then Zach in my ear, don't fucking shoot that. Don't shoot that. <laughs> I tend to do that. Luke's like, dude, you do whatever you want, man. Just, I'd shoot it. Just shoot it. Just get it so, done, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I was trying to talk me into shooting that deer. I didn't know what time it was, but I'm glad he did because it was a little early. The elk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, it was, it was 10 to 15 minutes before shooting light, and camera light was even worse. So, anyway... Day two didn't work out, but we got on a bull. So you go back to that same spot. Day we go three. back day three, and, and we didn't Dusty, push. Did Dusty and I leave that? You night? and Dusty both had to go back home for work, yeah. and I can't. I was coming back the next day. Yeah, yeah. So it's day three. It's me <clears throat> and Jason and our buddy Bob. And Bob, Bob, Bob. The first you re- met Bob. I you know Bob. Did I meet Bob, or did I just talk to Bob inside of a? message room of all of us talking maybe, about maybe, Bob. Maybe you just had messages with Bob. But yeah, Bob is legit. Bob, if there's a bunch of eggplants, it's definitely Bob <laughs> in the text group. Yeah. So, like, and oh, Bob Bob is great. Before we finish this, though, <laughs> yeah. Zach, I remember one of the things I remember, too, that's, like, real vivid is the day you left that night, you're like, you watch. You guys are going to kill a big boy, like, and I'm not going to be here. Uh-huh. You watch. Yeah. And I was like, Probably gonna happen. That's how it works. Yo, I'm gonna yeah. make this happen. Yeah, because we're because I mean we were we're almost like almost gonna play it off a little 
cautious so we can have more film yeah. filming. Yeah. But then. Yeah. We'll I mean, have... But you're not going to pass up an opportunity. No, no, no exactly. Especially no. when I was already kind of just like, man, this, you know, all the private land there, it just, you see people driving around, you know. Well, and, it's got to be a downer too. Like yeah. looking at checkerboard of hey, private public. So, so the, and the we saw day, on day two, <laughs> driving back to camp, we saw biggest, an absolute giant, giant in the back of a yeah. gigantic. We really? posted a picture yeah. of it. We on actually, our yeah, Instagram account. There, because I mean, it was so they're fucking big. like pushing four hundred Roosevelt bull in the back of a truck. Wow! Yeah. And come to find out, that bull was killed in an alfalfa field, and they backed the truck up to it. Which we actually we hunted. We truck. hunted that alfalfa. We it's hunted the edge completely, of that. a completely different area. We yeah. hunted that right on the edge of where the guy ended up killing that thing. Yeah, he killed it probably the morning of day two. Day two, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. We go day three, me, Jason, and Bob, we go back out to the stage flat. And <clears throat> on our way out the previous day, we had kind of found this spot. The tough thing about this stage flat is the sagebrush is like five to six it's feet tall. tall in some places. Yeah. And it's so flat, it's really tough to get a vantage. Yeah. But on our way out, we had kind of found, and it was, it looked like, I, I don't know, it was just like a small impression, like a and there were two coyote dens in this hill. Mm-hmm. Like we were standing on a hill that was maybe like if you did like a 10 foot circumference and it maybe raised you like two and a half, three yeah. feet yeah. in elevation above the rest of the sage flat. Yeah. But we decided that was a good spot to post up first light because yeah. you can really glass the sage flat. So day three, we, we, like, we had marked that on Onyx, dropped the pin, this is where we want to be in the morning. Yeah. <clears throat> we get to that sage flat before light, post up, we've got tripods set up for filming, tripods set up for glassing, and then we use one of the big tripods for Jason to set up, like, shooting sticks. Mm-hmm. So the right, he's got a solid platform to shoot from. And we post up there, and we glass from that little molehill from first light until about 9 30 10 o'clock and saw nothing and we're kind of getting to the point where we're like should we leave or should we hold tight you know this this area we know is an area that the elk are not going to be in until they really get pressured and mm-hmm. get pushed into it so maybe it's going to be a late like a later morning spot so yeah. we decide to hold out and I remember Jason was standing up, and I think, I don't know if you had, like, just a rifle slung on your shoulder, and you're glassing, and our buddy Bob is glassing in an opposite direction across the stage flat, and I, at the time, I was sitting down on my butt with this, like, the stage press was over my head when I'm sitting down, and I'm looking at Onyx, like, checking different borders, um, different public private boundaries, like looking at the map, trying to figure out what else we could do for the rest of our day. Yeah. And Bob goes, I got an elk. And I didn't even look up for my phone. I'm like, bullshit. Zach, by the way, Zach is notorious for doing that shit. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Big buck. And then there's nothing. It's like a, and you're just fucking with people. Yeah. Yeah. That is so gangster. And I literally said, Hey, hey, yeah. Okay. Zach. Yeah, to, to that Bob. was your response to yeah. Bob. Yeah. Like, yeah. BS. And I didn't even look up from my phone. I'm looking at maps. And Bob's like, no, it's a bull. There's two bulls. I'm like, oh, what? Okay. So I stand up, 
I throw up the glass, and sure enough, like there's two bulls, probably 1,200 yards out. Yeah, there's two way bulls. The fuck out there. They're way out there on the sage flat, mm-hmm. and it. This was September 11th, so arguably pretty early in the rut. And these these elk, because of the like, I think there's 15 tags for this unit. Yeah, they don't get called out a lot. Yeah. Probably early for the rut. Like we hadn't heard of, we hadn't heard a bugle and the three days prior to the season we did scouting and the couple days we did hunting up to that. We hadn't heard a bugle at all yet. Mm-hmm. So Bob scouts like spots these bulls. And I put glass on him and sure enough, yeah, there's two bulls. He's not just like pulling our chain. And it's, we live in California, man. We don't get to hunt elk a lot in yeah. this state. You know, I've hunted elk in other states, but I've never done a rel, uh, a rut elk hunt up to this point. So none of us are like really experienced elk callers mm-hmm. at all. Well, let's just put it this way. It was 92 degrees there mm-hmm. that day. Oh, it wow. Fucking smokier. It was hot and yeah, smoky. smoky. Yeah, uh-huh. so we had a lot of wildfires. Like, Picking these bulls up <laughs> when at 1,200 yards. When do we not have a lot of wildfires? Sure. Gnarly heat wave. Especially and you're at that trying time. to peer through the smoke to see them. Yeah. yeah. You know? Video actually looks really shitty. But to be honest with you, it's because it's it was all so smoke. damn hot and smoky. Yeah. yeah. It just forest fires in the area. Yeah. The smoke settled into that valley, and it was just tough to see. Anyway. So you started making a sneak. No. Or you're calling it in. No. We stayed put. And like I said, we're not experienced elk callers. And, and I'm slightly ashamed to say this, but I had... Uh, Primos Hoochie Mama, mm-hmm. uh, which Cassie bought me. Right, she's <laughs> he like, got I like, don't know shit about. I went to the store and the guy was like, "Oh yeah, buy this." So yeah, I was like, "I don't know what." The so so is. I have a Hoochie Mama, which like most people who hunt elk will say that's like the stupidest call to try and call elk with, yeah. right? Because it's old enough now; it's been around long enough. It's the same sound every time. Too many elk have heard it. The Hoochie Mama is bogus. Yeah, if you ask anybody who calls elk. We didn't know any better. So I see these elk, and we've got, like, not a great wind, but it's a crosswind mm-hmm. from where these elk are, and they're way out there. But we've got two bulls, and he's got a rifle, so what the hell? Yeah. It's open country. They're too far for a shot at this point. And I hit that hoochie mama, oh like, my. two or three times, and these two bulls pick up their heads look in our direction and start trotting towards us. No like, way. They're like, oh, yep, let's go. Go. And It's coming. go time. Yeah. Literally. It gets better. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Here we go, you know. It's crazy. Game on. These bulls are running. And every, like, 100 yards, they stop and pick their heads up like they're trying to pick up a win, you know. And I'm getting nervous because if they get to a certain point, the crosswind's going to screw us. And Jason hasn't. Like, he was using my rifle on this hunt, my 300 win, right? Yeah, I mean... And we had gone to the range prior, and he had shot my rifle. Mm-hmm. But you had shot it at, like, 200 yards max. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I Like, 100 yards is, you know... That was your comfy, that yeah. was your comfy spot. Yeah, and I, I, you know, after shooting the rifle a lot, when we went and sighted in, I was like, oh, 200 is, like, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that rifle I was really, zeroed at 200. Yeah, I mean, I had the fucking shakes, dude. Yeah, you oh, know, yeah. and it it took long enough for those elk to come from the distance they were coming from, and they were coming, but it took long enough for all of us to just like get amped. Yeah, know? yeah, and and I'm not even in a position to be a shooter, but I'm like 
Well, you're ripping calls and they're coming in. Oh, I'm pushing a button on a hoochie mama and yeah. watching through the spotter, yeah. watching the camera. These elk but, slow down, and all, of a all you do I'm, is I'm starting to push lose on it. that hoochie yeah. mama. And the thing I'm starting to lose it, and then they stop, and I wait a minute, and I hit it again, and they start running again. So it was it was intense, right? And uh, so, hold on, how are you feeling at this time? Oh, I told you I had the shakes. Yeah. Felt like I was gonna pass out. Yeah, the adrenaline. You're like, was what is even happening right yeah. now? I have no idea what's going yeah. on. Yeah, I mean, the the whole before, like, before this before point, we even went out. I was like, if I'm gonna shoot this gun, I want to make sure that I feel comfortable in shooting and putting a good shot on the animal. Yeah, that's all I really cared about. To be mm-hmm. honest with you, I mean, we, people probably could talk all the shit they want. They're like, oh yeah, what? Yeah, he sucks. Whatever. You know, I drew the tag. You didn't. Sorry. Yeah. And like for sure. I don't want to. I don't want to see the animal run off and disappear on the private. Yeah. So I want that was my goal was to put a good shot on the animal within you know reason reasonable distance for me to shoot. So. Yeah. So that they're coming in. How close did you end up? Did they end up so coming they, into? They, it? they like hung up. They hung up at like five hundred. Yeah. And I was like trying to talk Jason up to like, hey, you can hit this bull like. There's so on the rifle he what? was using at the time the scope I had had a BDC reticle, uh huh, and I'm telling him which dot at 500 he needs to hold on that bull. Yeah, and at and five Jason. at 500 they're hanging up and I'm like well, he's gonna have to shoot. I'm like Jason, bottom dot, high shoulder, hold it dead on, wait for him to turn broadside and Go squeeze right. Yeah. And this bull hangs up, and and he's like he's like getting on the rifle. I can tell he's not super comfy. And I hit that <laughs> stupid hoochie mama again. No, they, we didn't that's win not you. what happened. No, 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 no they, they picked like, their heads up like they were going to win us, and they started trotting off and away. We're like oh shit! And you're like, yeah. just get ready to shoot, to shoot. And you hit that I'm like, turn bro- if you turn broadside, shoot. I hit the hoochie. <laughs> ran into that bull like, turns and comes on a dead sprint and comes to like 200 yards no yeah. way and yeah. then and then yeah took they're, a, took a they're picking their heads up over the sage and he finally like puts himself in a spot at 200 yards turns broadside oh. and he's looking oh. i'm like take him shoot him shoot him shoot him <laughs> yeah. and i'm losing my mind because he's not pulling the like, trigger fast to this I, yeah. point <laughs> to this point jason has killed two deer yeah like, that's and, his hunting and, experience yeah. and I mean, to this point. Within yeah. 100 yards, you know? I mean, yeah. it's... Within your... <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean... Well, <laughs> one of the bucks you shot with Bob, that one you shot with Bob was at, like, 150. Yeah. And then the buck that you shot with, with me and was, Bob before was that, that like was, 40 like, yards? 40, 40 yards, yards with a rifle. Yeah. Yeah, I looked up, and I'm like, oh, shit! Yeah. <laughs> so, now this bull, Roosevelt bull, which is a big-bodied animal. Yeah. It's the biggest-bodied elk. He he finally turns broadside at two hundred and I'm like, This is it, dude. Shoot him. And and this video's been out on YouTube for almost a year now. So if people listening to this have already seen it, I'm you can hear me on it. I'm like, shoot him, shoot him, shoot him, shoot him. And I'm like having this anxiety attack. Like I wanna rip the gun from his hands and shoot this deer mm-hmm. or shoot this elk. And but at the same time I want him to have this like confident good experience with killing it you know and uh well you're over pressuring him i'm i'm like trying my best to just talk him up and not pressure him but at the same time i'm like shoot him fucking shoot him shoot him shoot him and the 
the bull stopped and turned broadside. So, and I'm like, right there, there's your shot. So when when he's telling you, shoot him, shoot him, shoot him, what's going through your head while it's coming at you and he's like, shoot, shoot, shoot. I can't shoot, even shoot. hear him. Oh, so he, you just blocked yeah, him like, out. I, you're you're so amped that yeah, you're like I, not he's hearing zen anything. He's just yeah. Zen? I, <laughs> I just at that point I remember barely hearing what was going on. I would just be fucking freaking the adrenaline out. Adrenaline was so I was freaking out. Yeah, so high. Yeah. Like I, I I've been I I've even, been exactly where you're at with other people before for sure. Yeah, and you know, I mean, I guess that's just something that happens when you go hunting with people that are new in hunting. You know? Well, not e- like not even for me. I've done it when I've been out with people, and it's like there's a monster buck, and I'm like, "Fucking, you need to move faster, quicker. Yeah. You need to be yeah. like more on it." Like, which is my bad. That's you know, um, yeah, you I mean, know, I, when I've done to it. Be honest with you though, like I didn't even really pay attention. Yeah. Like, it, it, I mean, he could have been in my ear screaming in my face. And you never would have even and I heard it. Would have never paid attention. It was like. <laughs> I was so into, like, I really want to put a good shot on So it turns broadside. Yeah, and I dropped it. Just one him. shot. Yeah, I shot him, and then uh, right behind the front shoulder, and he walked a, a couple... St- what? A little low. A little low. Whatever. <laughs> Better than him. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, I shot him. He, you know, took, like, I don't know, three, four steps, and then just, like, laid down. Laid down. And then he got back up. And Luke's like, fucking shoot him! Shoot him again! I I, I jack another round. I don't even know, like, by that time I was, I thought it was over, you know? Yeah. But it wasn't. No, he was like, keep your gun on him. And I didn't, because I I thought I was going to pass out, basically, because the adrenaline was... Dude, it took, like, half an hour for that whole scenario to play out. Just to get up to the first shot. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, they're screaming at me. They're like, pick the gun up. And mind you... Uh, I, I don't think I have my glasses with me. If I did, I didn't have them on. Yeah. And I couldn't see shit. So I remember Bob having to grab the, And there were two bulls. Yeah. And there were two bulls. And they kept crisscrossing. Yeah. So when they were coming in. <coughs> so I remember putting the gun up and trying to look through the scope because I'm like, he was right here. And Bob fucking grabbed the top of the tripod and turned the head. And he's like, it's fucking right here. Mm-hmm. And I look, I'm like, oh, there it is. <laughs> and then I just fucking shot another round. And the second round, I actually blew out its, uh, I guess it's um, shank. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, so, right below the shoulder, like on the elbow on the front. Yeah, he, he, he was done. He yeah, basically went down, lay down, and we I waited. Was it, was it. It. And yeah. we we let him, we let him. You know, we could see right where he dropped, but it opened like again, open stage, which is crazy with Roosevelt. You know, what was really cool is watching when I got to watch the video and you guys brought it back to see like the emotion that you had like in when you were talking to the camera. You could totally tell. Oh, I, like I, I could barely talk. Yeah, like, and that's on talk. the Out West Outdoors YouTube channel. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's already up there. Yeah. Yeah, I could barely talk. I was <laughs> the adrenaline was so much. Did I, you feel like you were gonna throw up or something? Yeah. No, yeah. he actually said that on video. Yeah. Like once it was down, was like Jason, you just killed a bull elk in California. We're going to Disney. And he's like, I feel like I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. epic. That's yeah. so awesome. And then, uh, man, we walked up on that thing finally. That's a big animal, man. Oh, jeez. Yeah. It's a big animal. Well, especially in California, man, because they're like, like the bull that I shot in Montana this year and the other bulls that I've shot and bulls that my family have shot in Montana, there's like not an ounce of fat on them anywhere. And like when my dad shot his bull in California, it's like a solid three-inch layer of fat. 
Same you know thing. what I mean? Like just because they don't, they're not. They're like, they're not getting chased like crazy. They're not getting chased. They're not in the yeah. mountains. There's really no predators and that are messing with them. And there's not a lot of hunting pressure. There's no hunting. Right off a of freaking alpine. Yeah, I mean, yeah. embedding maybe a couple hundred yards. Yeah, from. yeah, yeah. I exactly. mean, you killed this bull like 500 yards from the private on where there's a giant alfalfa pivot. Yeah. Where this thing's eating good. and Yeah, he was thick. That's and epic, we got up dude. to him. I mean, you shot that bull at what, 10, 10.30 yeah. in the morning? What an epic adventure just to kind of start out your hunting career, putting in for a tag and getting it. and You know yeah. what I mean? Like, what an epic adventure, man. That's cool. Oh, it was super cool. Yeah. Super fun. I, I had a blast. Hell yeah. You know, and I, I think what made the whole thing, you know, I don't know, just kind of, it, it just worked out. Yeah. I guess, you know, I, I don't have that kind of money to pay some guy to go on his property you know and yeah 15 grand to go yeah. do yeah i'm not gonna do that yeah like if anything i'm gonna spend that money on camera gear right you know <laughs> right so it just it just fell right you yeah know? like in the in the end it was like everything worked out yeah feel good how it's supposed to happen so yeah. for out west outdoors you're pretty much like a designated camera guy with yeah, some I, seriously sick ass kuyu booty shorts oh uh, yeah yeah, I handmade those. I saw those. Yeah. Some mad photography That's skills. Definitely, those were hot. Yeah, prototype dog. Prototype yeah. for sure. Yeah, like I'm gonna have you craft me up a pair. <laughs> so when I go into the high country this season, I have a pair of booty shorts. Hey, fast dude. Those are fast shorts. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I almost out hiked everybody. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. The best part yeah. of hiking in those was when we got up there. Bob packed in a five pound box wine from Costco. a box. Boda oh, my wine. God. And, uh, like, I thought he was going to die. Oh this is not on the elk hunt. This was yeah. on the deer hunt. That was this year. Yeah, this, yeah this we're year, talking yeah. about 2018. Sorry, yeah. No, no, so, we're good. Just quick, you know. Well, we're, we're going to dive into 2018, but, so it's good. But, yeah, no, nothing, Segway. nothing beats getting to your destination in the middle of the night in those shorts. <laughs> I mean, you're fucking dry. Yeah. You know, the ball, no ball sweat. Yeah. No ball sweat. And then you just have a nice glass of wine up there. Yeah. It's just refreshing. So, really quick, I mean, just because we're talking about packing in and that hunt, you know. So, when you guys are going out on a hunt, average, with all your camera gear and whatever you're packing in, how much weight are, do you guys usually have per well, pack? You, you saw the tripod tonight, right? I did. There was yeah. a nine and a half pound tripod. It's pretty heavy. And you packed that fucking eight, thing into pounds. the it's, woods? It's, it's, it's just hard. under nine pounds just no. a tripod. Yeah. No, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. Why would you do that? It's fucking dumb. It it's is. Severe, yeah, it's super dumb. Yeah, it's like a Mac you Dre know, song. Like, we don't take Ray. we don't take all of our camera gear on every hunt. Yeah. But, no, I get that. I'm just I'm yeah. you know but, for, but that tripod for people, for that, people tripod that are you're talking about that you saw tonight that yeah. we were using to film with tonight. Yeah, is a tripod that we have packed in up to eight miles. Yeah. So, and well, here's the but reason why I'm bringing this up is that people that listen, you know, are, are starting their own group of guys that are going out yeah. and filming their hunt okay, so, and kind of yeah. doing their thing. So I'd say average weight to answer your question. Yeah. And we're going to do our best to split that weight between whoever. Between everybody. Three, so you all have guys, 60 maybe. pounds or you 60 pounds ish. 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 Yeah. With, for, for like a five, six day hunt with yeah. camera gear. Yeah. On the way in. And then do you guys feet. pack in filters for like filtration for water or you pack it? We yeah. usually we try to share two. what we can. 
Yeah. You know, if there's four guys, we're probably running two, two water filters, mm -hmm. two cooking camera systems. gears, probably two stoves. Yeah. Yeah. We go through a ton of water. Yeah. Yeah. A ton. Yeah. A ton. Yeah. If I don't, I got problems. Yeah. yeah. Especially me. Yeah. <laughs> Zach needs to drink a lot of water. I need yeah. to drink yeah, a lot of water. And then you turn into the coffee man if you don't, probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, to, to take on what we have tried to do with filming the hunts that we do and, yeah. and trying to, like, uphold the standard of filming that we want to go for. Which is required. epic quality. Yeah. We're carrying weight. Yeah. I yeah, mean, that, for sure. The, re the reason, I mean... The reason we carry that tripod is because it is extremely stable. stable. Extremely stable. Well, and that's yeah. the first thing I noticed. Mm -hmm. It's rock solid. Dude. Rock solid. Yeah. yeah. And uh, there's, I mean, what kind of tripod is it? That is a Enduro mm -hmm. carbon carbon fiber tripod. Yeah. It's got a 502 um, Manafrotto head on top of it, which that in itself is like it's a fluke three and a half. That, three and a half. Yeah. Pounds. That head is a almost four pound. Head. Honestly, if you, when you take the, the head off, yeah. the tripod actually feels. Some carbon fiber. Yeah. It's fairly light. It's the Ford, Ford. Head. It is yeah. the head. Yeah. But um, Dusty's gotta he, love head he, though. <laughs> he's he's been uh, first, first take care. He got a new glassing yeah. tripod, which I absolutely I got to use it a little bit this year for glassing off of. And what do you get? It's a Sirui. 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 Mm -hmm. However you say that. <laughs> yeah. However you say that. Sudoku. Oh no. And we ended up actually we ran a long lens off it this year for some shots from for some you know to capture the rifle shots yeah. and it was it was very stable so the big tripod we're probably going to be using for this backcountry hunts we're probably not going to be carrying it anymore anymore yeah. unless it's going to be a rifle hunt if yeah. it's a rifle hunt. yeah have you guys ever messed with any of the outdoorsman's tripods or um <clears throat> i run a benro that uh, i just picked up actually i played i mean we played around with a little bit when yeah we hang i we did a pig hunt with the Outback Outdoors crew. They had all outdoorsman stuff, and so yeah. we, we played around with them. Um, Kevin brought an outdoorsman's on that. Uh, oh, he did, yeah. That one rifle uh, hunt we did with him. On That was Kevin's blacktail hunt. Mm -hmm. Kevin's blacktail hunt. He <laughs> brought an outdoorsman's, but we didn't film off of it. Mm -hmm. We just glassed off Glass of it. So, yeah, we don't have a lot of experience on it. Yeah. I've, I just I only ask because I'm curious mm -hmm. about how, it, how their stuff works with camera equipment on yeah. it. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, for general information for myself. If I'm going to give anybody advice that wants to do this, I suggest... Do this, you, meaning film your hunts? Well, yeah, like pack, carry camera equipment. Yeah. Uh, carry camera equipment into the backcountry. Lay all your stuff out. what you ask? Get rid of half of it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Lay down what you have, and then basically put your camera, some SD cards and batteries in your pack... Well, like tripod, and basically throws the rest of this shit away. Yeah. Well, like, I did a I did a podcast with Paul Bride, and the most insane thing when I was talking to two Paul, lenses, right? Yeah. Paul runs two lenses. Yep. He brings, I think, th like three, two or three batteries. He brings multiple SD cards. He keeps all of his SD cards at like thirty two gigs of cards. We can afford an extra. Like we're probably carrying three to. Three yeah. to four lenses between yeah. four guys, though. Yeah. So well, no, but I mean, I'm just saying what, mm -hmm. what he was saying. And he takes on an entire, I think it was a 10-day trip, he'll mm -hmm. take 36 pictures. Yeah. That blows my mind. That's I not, can't even comprehend we're that. We're not yeah. at that level. No, yeah. No. Well, he's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I did, you know, at the Mountain Academy last year at Puyu, yeah. I did pick up one thing that he was talking about, which was his little baby Bjorn mm -hmm. that holds his camera. Yeah. I picked one up, and it's sweet. Is it uh, is yeah. it amazing? Yeah. yeah, I mean, you definitely have to sacrifice your binos. Yeah, but if I'm running a camera, what I'm do you not really, really need? Too yeah, about that. you know, like 
if we decide that we're going to sit and glass something, yeah, I'll pull my binoculars out and, like, yeah. I'll yeah. glass. But for the most part, having a camera right in front of me <coughs> and having access to, like, a couple filters, batteries, and mm -hmm. everything I need, yeah, and, so nice. And going on the same note of what you're saying about guys that are trying to get into, yeah. you know, filming hunts and stuff in the backcountry. Yeah. We, we're carrying a – like, our lens is, what, three, four pounds? Maybe no, it's four yeah. or five pounds. For yeah. our long lens, yeah, and that's because we want we we're looking and for now top your long, notch quality. Is your long lens is that like a one to four hundred or that's a one fifty to six hundred? Uh huh. Yeah, and we're running that with the crop factor as well. So I mean, yeah. we're reaching way out there. Yeah, but I mean, if a guy just wants to go out and not, we're looking for super high quality on ours. But a phone scope and you guys get super high. Like the film you guys put together last year was epic. Is I mean, it was pretty happy with it. It's yeah, one of the better. I was pretty happy so with watching it. I was like, "That's the <laughs> shit right there." Yeah, but like, like a phone scope. I mean, yeah, it's amazing. Works, yeah. It's amazing what we the quality we, we you can get of off of a phone scope. Phones now. Get a, you know? get a good tripod. Get a good tripod. That's mm -hmm. like a key. main thing. That is probably yeah, the main like, thing. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, steady, stabilization. I would say is probably one of the most important yeah. things yeah. that will separate you. There's nothing worse than watching somebody's video. And it just looks wobbly because they're shaking so bad, and they try and run it through software to like. See, I uh, my stuff will come out wobbly, but I'll use stabilization on my program. The only problem, and I'm just speaking for my phone scope when I'm phone yeah. scoping stuff, because where I am is usually just crazy high winds. You can't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's no like. There's no stabilizing yeah. it. But you have when you stabilize it, <laughs> right? Yeah, I, I get it. A ten pound right? tripod. No. Yeah. But when you stabilize it, the ring around the video image is like, <laughs> and the image is just crisp. Yeah. So that's always fun. Yeah. You can fix that, yeah. right? Yeah. You can crop in, get I mean, rid of those black, and you don't see that anymore. Yeah, but I, I, I like the yeah. effect that yeah. it has. It's cool. It's, that's another thing is like why I like using phone scope footage because it gives a different per it, it gives the perspective of a hunter what you're actually looking at. Yeah, which is cool. Yeah, exactly. You can relate to it. You can really watch sometimes it. that motion, even though it's not ideal for like crisp video quality. Adds, it's real. It adds a realistic it adds quality. effect to it. Yeah, yeah. for sure. One hundred percent. You have to kind of pick and choose where to use it. Yeah, I mean, we'll do. I agree completely with that. handheld shots with the cameras walking and stuff too. Yeah. Yeah, there's just different places for. It. I mean, if we're at a place where we get service too, it's cool to go live and just have people view what you're looking. For. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah. So. You did that a couple times yeah. this year when you were out there. Yeah, with um, some bears on a rifle hunt with the bear. It was like, well, even during some scouting trips, I feel like you yeah, went live. I oh yeah, I definitely did the um, archery. Yeah. I, so I, I scouted pretty hard for archery season in California. Yeah. In the B zone this year, and uh, I think four. Three or four two-day scouting trips in the area that I wanted to archery hunt in the B zone mm -hmm. for deer. <laughs> like deer was my goal. Yeah. Um. I found twelve different bears. That's insane. I dude. mean, I found some good bucks too, but there was one point where, like, I sat literally in one sit. It's like you had three in the frame, right? Or I had three like bears in the frame yeah. at one time. Yeah. And from one spot, I had seven different black bears yeah. in See, one now, basin. And it, I'm going to, this is like a small tangent, and we'll come right back to the 2018 season. But, like, how much of those bears being there is because of 
the illegalization of using hounds oh, for it, killing bears. I think there's a good part of it. Um, we were, I mean, we are back. At that at that time of year. Well, I get that you're that far back, but. Where I was. It's normal. Um, here's the thing. Like, in, in uh, late July, late July and uh, early August, the bears are just going to be more visible by nature. They're still mm-hmm. they're still working on getting as much food in as they can straight out of like bears here don't really hibernate that much, but that time of year they're grazing on big open green slopes, eating a bunch of grass. Those bears are going to be more visible <laughs> that time of year anyway, so that played into why I saw more of them. Yeah, but at the same time, like I I don't know I don't know how much. The, the hound hunting ban there's no affected the bears, those bears in that area okay. at least at that time of year. Yeah, yeah. There's no doubt it's but, making an impact. But very shortly later, yeah, those bears are moving downhill. Yeah, and and into areas that traditionally would be, be hunted, hunted pretty hard with hounds. Yeah, I mean, just I mean, and then the fact that they haven't been for. Four, five, five years now. Five coming years into now? six. Coming into what six. What is it? Quota 18? Is it eight, 18 and change? And so almost, on average, almost on 2,000 average, bears is the quota. On average, we're quota. hitting probably 600 bears less than what we normally so do. So now we're hitting around 1,100 bears. I mean, bears. and yeah. if you do, so you hit four years at 600. That's not, and I mean, it's compounding on top of that because. How many are female? How many are reproducing? Exactly. How many are reproducing two and how cubs? Long do, how long do black bears live? Yeah. 15 to 20 years. Yeah. And this, so, I mean, in this season, and mind you, like we were saying, we do see most of this is in the backcountry, but they move down later. Yeah. But what we saw collectively probably 15 to 20 bears. See, this like year. what easily, I, easily. I saw 15 bears in archery season. What I don't understand down. is why California wouldn't address the issue. And sure, you know, like whatever. They don't want to bring back hounds. Mm-hmm. Okay, don't bring back hounds. But so open give us up. A, give us a spring season. Where's the spring bear season, season, or or something like that? You gotta or, have a tool to or, manage the population. Because we're throwing the entire. We're playing God with nature, which we're historically fucking shit mm-hmm. at doing. Right. Every time that we decide to play God with nature, mm-hmm. we disrupt nature's natural course or whatever it has already done by us overplaying God. Right, so now we're just increasing the population of predators mm-hmm. beyond a point of control. And bears are the single most. Um, they have the highest, the highest rate, yeah, highest of rate of fawn mortality. Well, you know, and then you look at like predator. that the video that little JoJo posted the other day of the. Wait, who? Joey's little JoJo. Guys. Oh, <laughs> Joey. Okay, yeah, what <laughs> little JoJo, dude. <laughs> but you look at the video he posted the other day when he cut open that bear. And he's pulling out fawn hide mm-hmm. out of the bear. Yeah. Like fresh. It's not a secret. It's not anything new. I mean. No, I know. But and, it's and just. And bears got to eat too. But at the I, same I time, understand that it's not a bears, secret. How many fawns I'm, are dying? I'm just talking about it because I feel like there needs to be more light and it needs to be talked about sure. more, you know, for more and awareness. I, which plays into how my 2018 season played out, yeah. honestly. Mm-hmm. Because. Yeah. In in my scouting during archery season, yeah, my hunting season for archery, <coughs> and I, I bought a bear tag early. I bought a bear tag before hunting season for probably seven years in a row. Mm-hmm. This year, I killed my first black bear in California. Yeah, and for the most part, I bought that bear tag as an extra opportunity to hunt. 
but my focus was always deer hunting, mm-hmm. right? The amount of bears that I saw in the country that I hunted mm-hmm. deer mm-hmm. compelled me to look at that bear tag as more of a priority than mm-hmm. I have in the past. Yeah. And on our rifle hunt this year, we made we said and and granted I I wrestled with it a little bit because my priority has always been I want to kill a good buck. Yeah. And in B zone in California, it's you've got your work cut out cut out for you enough trying to kill a good buck. Well, everybody without, that I talk to is like, dude, we bears in B zone this year are out of control. Without without worrying about killing a bear, it's enough work to find a good buck and kill. Yeah. It, though. Yeah. Right. But I had seen enough bears and and done enough research on the matter and, and <coughs> kind of got to a point where it was like, if I have a good opportunity You're to take, take a bear, yeah. even if that jeopardizes my chance to fill my my buck tag, yeah. you're doing something. You're doing something good. I'm gonna take a bear. Yeah, you know. So it, they need I to think be a taken, lot of, I, and, I, I and mean, that's what happened. Look. Like I passed some smaller bucks. Yeah. During rifle season, especially like granted, I missed a good buck with my bow this year, but especially on the rifle hunt, I w- I went into that hunt thinking like if I get a good chance to shoot a bear, you're taking it. I'm gonna take it. Yeah, you know, and, and even when it came down to it, when I had that opportunity. I Which we'll get, we'll get into. We'll get I deliberate into. a little bit, but I decided like, no, this is a good opportunity mm-hmm. to kill a bear, and this area needs to have some bears killed. In. Needs some cleansing. So, uh, there's the issue. And so I took one, and what impact that had on that area? One bear. I mean, probably not much. We saw because there's another, bear another the one next in, day spot. in the same spot. Yeah, dude. But it's out of control. But I. But that one I took was one. It was worth. It was worth it to me to. Take that bear, which, yes, I have already eaten and am going to continue to eat. Yeah. But. I think that goes without being said. Taking taking that bear was worth it to me to, yeah. like, maybe I, maybe I don't fill a buck tag this year, yeah. but I've got a good chance so, to kill a good bear, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it. So, you kept talking about your archery, and that's kind of where we went off on the bear tangent. So, yeah. let's go back to the archery season. You make it back in there. So, for you. When you're heading out during archery season, what are you looking for in an area where you want to hunt? You know what I mean? Like, like how I, am I choosing an area that I yeah, want to Yeah, how hunt? are you choosing the area? Are you e-scouting? I mean, I know that you're doing backpack scouting as well, you know, but like, so what are you collectively doing um, for yourself in California so, to inform yourself about wherever you're going to go hunt? Totally. Um, I would say probably first and foremost, and maybe to a fault. Mm-hmm. I cater my archery scouting for deer to the style of hunting that I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and for the last two years, I've chosen to archery hunt with a stick bow, mm-hmm. which means I have to get closer. You took a stud of a buck, which is in the first podcast. But yeah, yeah, I mean, and that I'm was nails. And, and I will be the first to tell you that there was some shit house luck involved in taking that big buck. Yeah, well, it's you know ninety percent luck and ten percent skill. Yeah, yeah uh, probably. <laughs> and and I will be the first to admit that and yeah. gratefully take it every day. Of yeah, but then the it. best part about that is that 10% kill 90%. Right. Yeah. But to, an- yeah, to answer yeah. your question, I mean, the areas that I'm going to scout and, and attempt to hunt for archery season, yeah. for blacktail in B-zone, is for me going to be catered to the style of hunting that I want to do. Okay. Um, I've done a lot of sitting in tree stands. I've done a lot of sitting in California. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, um, the first 
four blacktail I killed with my bow were out of a tree stand. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Oh, wow. For sure. And and those were all with a compound. Yeah. And That's three, just not what three, I would normally hear from people. Three out of those four in the were, Western on, were on private property where I could pattern deer and not worry about other people screwing with it. And yeah. I'm not going to, for a minute, act like I'm yeah, but, Billy Badass for doing it. No, but hold on really quick. I mean, like, hunting in a tree stand and hunting on private land has its own difficulties from hunting public land. Yeah, and like I said, not taking anything away from anybody who does it on private land all the time. Yeah, There's still its own... I couldn't sit in a fucking tree stand. I'd shoot my head off, dude. Oh, it was rough. It was rough. And I mean, the the best buck I've killed with my bow prior to that buck I killed with my recurve, I guess, two years ago now, Yeah, was actually in a ground blind. And, And that was... That was like patterning the deer from late June all the way up to hunting season. Yeah. And for B zone and actually C zone archery where I killed that buck means the last Saturday in August. Yeah. Or the third Saturday in August, I should say. Mm-hmm. So we're not talking A zone July hunting. Yeah. But so I, I started like I started patterning those deer in June and early July mm-hmm. with trail cams and and different trails and everything else and set my tree stand or ground blind in a place where I felt like I had a good opportunity mm-hmm. and it's worked out four times. Yeah. Doing that. So going back into where we're where we're at, you know, this summer. Right. Um I've done that a few times with the ambush thing and mm-hmm. it's cool and it, there's a certain amount of excitement and and fulfillment and posting up in a tree and sitting for hours and hours on end for that one opportunity. But the kind of hunting that I really God, want to do uh-huh. is more of a selective spot and stock, or at least more Western style. Hunting. Yeah. Or, Honestly, or at least terrain, or, you or at least spot and ambush, not in a tree stand. Yeah. You want to be able to That's move. What I you want to have mobility. On the ground. Exactly. I yeah. want to, I want to see what I'm going after before I go after it. Yeah. That's the way I prefer to do it. Yeah. Dude, the tree for- stand thing, like you see it on a trail camera and you sit there hoping that buck will come again. Yeah. Which has its own level of excitement. But what I prefer is to find it, spot it from far away and figure out a way to get close well, up. For sure. It. And something for me that I've found, it's so much easier for me to sit on a hillside and be able to look thousands of yards in every direction for hours then sit in one spot mm-hmm. and look at less than a hundred of hundred yards at a closed area and yeah. be like what am i looking at dude i'm gonna go crazy i want to claw my eyeballs out like for sure. like and, like and what you're saying i need that mobility right. i need that freedom to move around the ring so since having a bit of success in that ambush small picture scenario yeah what i've been seeking is the spot and stock or the big bigger country mm-hmm. find a buck and figure out a way to get close enough to kill it yeah so the scouting and and the choosing of place to hunt that i've done since then is more catered to the area and the style of hunting that i want to do than it is to where i could easily kill a deer okay Right, and so so what you're looking for is more open areas, mm-hmm. more which is tough to find in B zone. Well, it's tough to find in California in general. Yeah, I mean, unless you're in the Eastern Sierra, for sure. The next tag, for sure. So to answer your question on how I scout 
and choose places to hunt. Um, there's not a lot of alpine above tree line opportunities yeah. here for blacktail mm -hmm. in California. So what we've come to focus on is um, burns, mm -hmm. areas that have burned within the last five years, years, ten years, ten years. Even. Yeah, I mean one of the one of the areas that we hunt is a two of the areas that we hunt a lot are ten year old burns. Mm -hmm. um, and what those. Whoa. A little too much information. <laughs> Is that too much? Am I being too free with the info? Um, but what we've... Thank God half the state is burned in the last yeah, 10 years. Yeah. Well, well, what we've come to, to find out is because we want to hunt in this fashion and we can't really do it here mm -hmm. above tree line where there are no trees the and, next best, and more the next best opportunity to, to spot is. stock and glass big country, the next best opportunity is to find these burn areas. So do you use Onyx maps at all? Or like when Definitely. you're looking around? Or? Yeah, Onyx, Onyx has been big for us in the last few years. Google um, Earth. Earth is even giant, yeah. Even yeah. Go Hunt, uh -huh. especially with the addition of California to Go Hunt. Yeah, um, which they just added that last and, year, right? Yeah, and mm -hmm. California isn't the only place that we hunt. Granted, it's yeah. where we live and where we hunt the No, coast. I know, I know. But, um, I mean, Go Hunt's been huge for all of that. Another site that a lot of people probably don't know about is uh my uh, it's called caltopo.com caltopo.net mm -hmm. and you can go to that site and it gives you a topo map and you can choose an area for that topo map but then you can add layers and one of the layers available is um recent forest fires yeah you want to edit that out no i don't much info no no that's fine what what nothing but <laughs> I'm just giving. Am I giving up too much? No, no, you're good. You're good. I'm giving Honestly, you shit. I mean that's how we scout. I that's mean, that's I I use that a lot. Onyx has. I use that a lot, and I haven't heard anybody ever mention that, and I don't mention that website to anybody <laughs> about the. Burns. You are effing welcome <laughs> Legion podcast listeners because this is a gem. <laughs> this is a gem that Andy didn't want you to know about that I spilled the beans on. Oh, and I'll keep it. I'll keep it, it in there. Onyx has their. They have now. They have layers. Even to Google, go on top even Google awesome. Earth, yeah. you can download forest fire yeah. layers for if you know yeah. what you're doing. Every unit we and go Brady, to, Brady has written four different articles on how you can use different layers on. Uh, sorry, BradyMillerGoHunt.com has listed <laughs> four different. That's your buddy, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't want to call him a close and personal friend, but he's a good dude, and he kills big deer all the time. All the time. Um, but he's outlined multiple in multiple <coughs> articles how you can use different layers mm -hmm. um, on Google Earth and different options of e-scouting to maximize your yeah. opportunity to scout without putting boots on ground. Yeah, for sure. Let's, I mean, let's put it this way. Like, the places that we've hunted in the past, where we started finding success, like he's saying, is in the burn areas. And yeah. we have our areas that we hunt now, and it's growing. We live in California. It's growing every year. Yeah. But yeah, it's but burning when, all the time. If yeah. we're if we're going to a new unit, a new even out of state, it doesn't matter yeah. where we're going. What first thing we look for is a burn. Is a burn every time. Every time. Every time. I mean, yeah. in the last five years, how helpful is it too? Besides, yeah. I don't know about the so other than just being able to see more in a recent or ten year old burn, even mm -hmm. um, the new growth that comes 
Well, Especially a ten-year-old, with a, a ten-year-old burn has got to have some epic growth in it's it. It's starting to be overgrown at ten years. Yeah, but a two to three-year-old burn mm-hmm. has some really fresh growth. It depends. Uh, what though. that I mean, means we, is we find 15, 20 year old burns that are still producing. What that yeah. means though is more feed because when that yeah. canopy gets opened up from the fire taking it away, mm-hmm. means how much stuff new gets to grow? Growth, all and that those new seeds growth is and everything. Deer want. Yeah. Right. So not only is it easier to see. Mm-hmm. But it's also better habitat and better feed for the deer mm-hmm. that we're looking at, which means a higher concentration of deer that we're looking for. For sure. So that's how we scout and choose areas to hunt. For so sure. when you go out there, are you guys spending a lot of time behind glass when you're scouting? And that's all we're doing. of our time. That's majority. it. You're just out there. You get on a knob. You we're find e- a good we're spot. Either, we're either hiking or mm-hmm. glassing. That's we're hiking to a place to glass or we're glassing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't and do you, do you glass all day looking all day. Like, cause I know like a well, lot, there's some guys that like taking naps during the day. I like taking naps, <laughs> but at the same but, time, how many, so, how many bucks have we killed between 11 and four? A lot. Most of them. Most well, of see, them. and now that's a funny point because like how many guys are sleeping in their camp? Most bucks that I've four. killed in California have never been in the morning. Yeah, I've barely ever killed the a buck. First I killed light it buck. this year was in the morning, but that's yeah. a. I mean, we we it see was late deer. morning though. It was ten o'clock. That's late morning to yeah. me. That's late morning. I mean, I'm thinking you know six. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Seven o'clock. No, that barely do I see we that. We killed an early, early morning deer. First light bucks. We found them. I, I missed the buck that I missed this year in archery season mm-hmm. was at like yeah. seven thirty. My first buck I killed at a, a first light buck was not even in California. It was in Oregon. Yeah. Really? Well, yeah. for this, just this season and this year Go alone, hard, don't well, go take a nap. Yeah. This Stay this year alone, life. like during the daytime, how many, we we seen probably a majority of the bucks during mm. the day. Yeah. Like, like we'll, midday. Midday. Yeah. We'll be sitting there. We'll get through that morning where, you know. Some of them will spot in the morning and not be able to get on and then they turn up again midday and that's when we can make our move. Three, four hours later, yeah. they're getting up again. They're moving, yeah. getting out of the. Uh, Kevin's buck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We spotted that buck. So, and this we is, spotted they, that buck the evening before well, the season. Well, this is the really cool thing about burns. For, mm-hmm. It's open like we're talking about. But they're out there in the morning, early mornings, and that's where the feeding. Mm-hmm. They don't leave right then. Mm-hmm. They bed down in that. Yeah. And then when it's the sun's coming over the, the hill and it's heating up, that's, that's when they're going to move. And they're out in the open. See, and that's what... I've, they're heading up to the timber. You know, that that between 11 to, to 2 o'clock, mm-hmm. you know, that afternoon sunlight when it starts getting up there. <laughs> when it starts getting up there and they're starting to move yeah. because they need to get out of the sun and find new shade. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. yep. That's fucking... That's why, we, that's why we hunt the burns. Yeah. I that mean, makes sense, though. Uh-huh. Like, I totally get that, you know? I mean, for me... I just put my camera away because that's like the absolute worst fucking time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, yeah. When you're just being flared out. Yeah. I mean, in order to get like decent lighting at that time, it has to be overcast. Yeah. Because like. A gray day. Otherwise, you you just put your camera away. And usually during both archery season or early scouting season or late scouting season, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there is not many gray days. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, like some, crystal clear. Some no, like there's hot days you can scorchers. still watch bucks until. Yeah. Oh, a, for sure. Yeah. This year, I mean, there was this. We spotted some bucks at night. We got them probably three or four good bucks. Mm-hmm. Couldn't we couldn't seal the deal? Yeah. First thing we get there. First thing in the morning. Yeah. And we know where all these deer are. Yeah. We get in there. Four hours goes by. We didn't even spot. We don't even spot a doe. Yeah. And we're. 
probably 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. Here these Luke finds a buck, pops yeah. up. Oh, there's another buck. Yeah. There's another buck. We All of a sudden. Like four or five bucks. Yeah. When you didn't see anything. Yeah. You know, from when, when a lot sunrise of guys are going back to camp to take a nap. Yeah. Eat a, eat a big breakfast, whatever. Yeah. Stay on the mountain. Yeah. Stay I mean, in there. Bring some food with you. Bring some water with you. Yeah. Know that it's going to happen eventually. Sit there, eat, snack, get back on your glass. And, I'm not going to say I'm not going to say it's easy because it's it's hot. No, it's no, hot. It's a yeah. It is because. You'll go through hours of not seeing anything, but yeah. you gotta, you have to be looking, because when they're getting up, that's when you're gonna catch them. If you're not and, looking, yeah. you're not if gonna you see really them. Think about it in the grand scheme of things. Like all of us at this table have full time jobs, right? Yeah, we only get so many. Some people would like to think that I don't work, but I actually do work. No, I know that you do. Yeah, yeah. Wait, you work? I know, right? Just, <laughs> uh, <laughs> do you pay? No, <laughs> no. I. What I'm saying is, we all, Ruples. all of us have a limited time, right? Limited amount of days that we can spend in the field. Yeah. Why not make the most of it? Maximize your time. Maximize the hours of daylight while you're out yeah. there. Yeah. And and as as tempting as it is to like take a nap, go back to camp, go get water, go sit around, read a book, dick around on your phone where you have some service, whatever. Yeah. In the middle of the day. Yeah, when you feel like oh the bucks are not out, whatever, you can do that at home on your couch, man. Yeah, you've got you've got seven days to hunt deer. Yeah, spend it all. Hunting. Use every hour yeah. you Use possibly it. can, and they're and, there, and it yeah. takes yeah. a certain amount. They are there. Yeah, discipline and determination to sit there and do it. Well, it's like a mental toughness. Yeah, I mean, you look through the glass, and you can. Even if you're being very meticulous, you can pick apart a basin with a pair of binos or a spotter in a couple hours. Yeah. And really, really pick it apart. Yeah, grit it out and, yeah. and take it down. If you go through that and say, ah, I'm done, and go, there's no bucks here, yeah. and go lay down or go whatever. Yeah. You're going to miss, at least in the area that we've had and the experience we've had, you're going to miss a lot of the a lot of the good stuff. Yeah, well, and by doing that, that also goes to and, and granted, maybe maybe you need to move to a new basin and find more bucks somewhere else. Yeah, but like use that time. But how many? And that it brings up a good point too. What I I like to bring up is like, how many bucks do we walk past at twenty oh, or fifty exactly. yards that we never even you never see? see? Yeah, you know what I mean. Just because like the bucks that I glassed up this year uh, during rifle season when I shot my buck, like. If I wouldn't have stopped and glassed, and just 50 yards, I glassed 50 yards in front of me. If I wouldn't have stopped and done that, I would have never seen the deer, and I would have spooked them out and never even knew they were there. Or they would have just laid down and not And let you move on by. And let me move on by. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's so crazy that it's that. You know what I mean? It's it's that time behind the glass that counts, which is what you're talking about. For you sure. know what I mean? And it's, I mean, e- even if you spend that time and don't find anything, yeah. you're not going to go home and wish you did. It's better spent time. Right. You know what I mean? Because you can go look at your phone or read a book or take a nap yeah. next week. Yeah. You learn a lot that way, too. I yeah. mean, if you're you're not learning anything by, by going back to camp and yeah. doing shit. Doing nothing. Yeah. 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 So... If anybody was going to try and get into hunting B-Zone archery, what advice would Out West Outdoors give, guys? Archery B-Zone is going to be tough, and the success rates that are posted are there for a reason. Yeah. 
I will say that part of <coughs> part of the reason that the success rates are so low for B zone and archery mm-hmm. are because there are a ton of people that can get a tag for it, mm-hmm. and most of those people do not put forth the effort yeah. that it takes to be successful. Yeah, right. So, number one, max effort. Uh huh. Max effort. Would you? So I'm going to sidetrack real quick. Would you say? In the last maybe year or two, there's more people going further back than there used Absolutely. to be. Absolutely. Oh, in the last man, five years, time. it's increased incre- like, like just exponentially every yeah, year. Yeah. For sure. Um, one of the main places that we started bow hunting in the backcountry. Went from nothing. We'd go there and opening weekend, we would see maybe three like other bow hunters yeah. when we first started. And now it's not out of the ordinary to see 15 trucks at the same trailhead. Really? Packed in easy, and, and and all these guys are working and and grinding and packing in. Yeah, at least five miles. So, would you say that part of that might be because we all go out and we glorify backcountry hunting? And I'd we say goals? I'd say not well, not to give ourselves too much credit, but like not. And I'm not I, even. I, saying- I can honestly say that because of how careless we were in the beginning of how we film some of the areas that we've hunted. Well, I don't just mean you guys areas. in general. I, I mean, I think it's more so, of people being, want to be more in touch with what they're putting in their body. So well, for sure. But, but be, because I mean, but because, I mean, so I mean, you've got like Cam Haynes, mm-hmm. right? Love well, all of him. his books are Love all about him, fucking B zone backcountry hunting. Yeah. A lot of, them. yeah, a lot of, them. yeah. Um, that's where he got his legs, man. And, and not just B zone, but like, and not just Cam Haynes, but like, You've got the Western Hunter TV show, which is great. You've got Solo Hunter with Remy and um, Tim. Tim drawn Tim Burnett. Sorry, drawn a blank. You've got all these different media outlets that are glorifying, glorifying like this is this is awesome. This is the it. most spiritual experience. Not just ever. that, but this is a great way to find success. You just got to work, right? Yeah. In the last ten years, that has become popularized to the point that like. It is, Everybody's it doing is it. not enough to hike five to ten miles into the backcountry and yeah. be alone yeah. anymore. Yeah, I mean, and I'm, find deer that other people aren't hunting. It's not yeah. enough. I get what you're saying, and I, I would say it's definitely 50-50 because there's hipsters in Brooklyn that are picking something up and going out into the woods. For sure. Yeah. So And we know, know and that they, they know from ne- hipsters in Brooklyn that we're, <laughs> we, we know well. But... Well, see, and even my buddy who I took out this year from from Portland, who I took out on the first hunt of his lifetime, which took me, mind you, took me 10 years of convincing or eight years of convincing to get him out there. But more and more, you know, and I don't want to say that he's a hipster or a scene kid, but more and more guys like, you know, like that. Are getting more if, if into they're going to get into it. That's how they're going to do it. Yeah, exactly. You, those, because they're pure. There's even. I mean, I'll say right now. Like, I did not grow up as a backcountry hunter. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't put a backpack full of days worth of gear on my back to go hunting until yeah. I was. Well, for me, dude, it was always like I. I'd throw cliff bars in my pack. You know, five or six water bottles, and I'd tie a sleeping bag off. Yeah. And I'd hike yeah. around, and then I'd sleep on the mountain wherever I ended. And then I'd hike around and I'd sleep on the mountain wherever I ended. And then, you know, I'd, I'd come back to the truck or whatever and then drive right. to my base people, camp. They're willing to do more now to be successful, especially because social media, they see yeah. so much success. And people are willing to push themselves even harder. I mean, yeah. That's all you see. of that is bullshit anyway. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 
you know, <laughs> oh, for sure. people post on there that, you know, it's like, oh, look, check me out. I'm working hard. Just so you know, there's somebody out there that's working way harder. Than yeah. all, all, always. All the time. Always. And we're not even coming to say that we're the hardest no. working guys. No, out no, there no. In yeah, that's either. not that's not how there's we're guys yeah. that do it harder that you'll never see on social yeah. media. Yeah. Well, I mean, dude, I've and seen guys pictures of big dude, bucks dude, in I've the seen, zone that are I've stuff sweet. that we can't touch right dude, now. Dude, I've seen pictures of bucks that have come out of just B zone in the last year. Yep. That are like the stupidest shit I've ever seen. And they they don't the pictures don't leak the pictures yeah. don't get out like yep. they don't talk about this shit right. they, you know what i mean and that's mind blowing like yeah. and i don't mean it's mind blowing that they're not like sharing it or the pictures don't leak i mean no, like it's just how many people are doing it it's mind blowing well. how many people fucking kill stud bucks on public land mm-hmm. and you never no hear knows. about it <laughs> right and i mean and that's stud bucks you know and dude. you could those guys and I, and one of them is my very close friend who kills mm-hmm two stud bucks in B-Zone a year yeah. off his back in rough country Yeah, who gives me shit every year for posting pictures of it yeah, and and video and everything yeah. else. Yeah. And I love the guy. Yeah. And I grew up hunting with the guy. Yeah. And, you know. It's, it, I mean, I'm just, we're, I guess we're just going of off on the tangent. people who follow yeah. hunting social media in California yeah. are never going to know this dude. Yeah. And he gets it done every year. Every year. And he's hitting me up every so often and be like, dude, I know where you killed that buck. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but 90% of the people have never been there. So yeah. they're not going to know that that rock outcropping is this uh, on XYZ Hill. Yeah. I, I feel but like it do. ends up happening. Then I feel like it, it eventually catches up. I mean, yeah. doing filming, taking pictures and stuff, it's a double-edged sword that we see it. I don't, well, I don't that film much in California. To, that causes us to have to bounce around a lot. We yeah. Do, yeah, exactly. For sure. Well, it helps you but keep it fresh, day, like, man. Part of the enjoyment we get out of doing it is sharing it with other people. Yeah. Yep. Right? So we take for that sure. and we, it's a trade-off. Granted, every year we learn more and yeah. we learn what not to show. Yeah. And my Photoshop Photoshop skills have Good, you're oh, man, fantastic. Hey, there is a picture that we posted recently. <laughs> people uh, I know where that's at. And it's me sitting on a rock glassing in a certain direction with another peak in the background. And we posted the picture, and within five minutes, a dude who I know hunts the same area sends comments on it and says, dude, I know exactly where you are. What are you doing showing this? Yeah. And I, so I already know that Jason has got into Photoshop, put in a background from a completely different area behind where I am in order to post this picture because it looks like a, I mean, it's a good picture. Yeah. It's a good photo. Yeah. It looks rugged. The country looks tough. Yeah. And I'm like, hey. Uh, That's Photoshop. I believe that you know where you think this picture is, but look at it again. Yeah. And the dude writes me back. He's like, that rock does not have that mountain behind it. I'm like, you're right. <laughs> but this picture does. Yeah. That's the depth. That's, Tricked, yeah. That's yeah. the lakes that we're going to at this point. Yeah. Because, like, we do want to still share the experience the experience and the without kind of places that we're everything. going to without yeah. really letting on to where we're at yeah. to try and protect not just for us but for the other guys who aren't going to share this yeah. stuff where people shed hate dude people shed hate totally. when you post the a last, picture with the background the last thing we want to do is hotspot one of the areas that we like to hunt yeah right like i've had people 
that I know that don't have social media send me pictures. Yeah. And this is years ago. But they'd send me pictures of someone screenshotting my Instagram account and then being like, dude, how the fuck are you posting this? Right. And I'm like, what do you – dude – how is someone going to tell that three rocks in a tree is three rocks in a tree at like right. what you Unless said at X Y Z? In there, so that and guy's like, got to say that's something. That's four and a half miles back. Like what, yeah. motherfucker? Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, this picture that he posted is literally like the background and the rock that I'm sitting on are six miles apart. Yeah. 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 A totally different. And he took he took two pictures, spliced them together, and yeah. made a layered photo. Out. Yeah. That's so rad. But and so, so rad. <laughs> and so we've got people that. being like, Man, I know where you are and I'm like, if you know where I am, why would I be looking in that direction? Yeah. yeah. And then they look at it and they're like, Oh, where are you? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, well, I thought you knew where at, I was. You're looking at actually three different photos put into one right now. Yeah. I think Because big, we're trying to protect this area, yeah. so lay off. I think the biggest takeaway from from all this that we're talking about is no matter where you are, how far you are, yeah, how deep, thick, someone's been there before. Yeah, someone's been there. Someone knows where you're All at. All the places yeah. we think we're getting to that are untouched. How many times have you been in an area so far away, and you find rifle casings like, or like cans or like twenty year right? old thirty thirty cases? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Not and like, like how much harder was like it to si- get back? Hey, you're not finding a six five Creedmoor casing there. No, no, that's like a thirty thirty or an old. 30-06, I find a lot of odd 6 Or, or even an old 270, maybe. Yeah. You know? But yeah. they've been there for years, yeah. you know? Yeah. It, it's cool. I mean... So we, getting we, back to it, what would you recommend we, for someone that wants to get into B-Zone archery? Someone that wants to get into B-Zone <laughs> not, archery. Not follow I mean. us. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Don't look at our pictures watch, and think yeah. you can figure out where we're at. Don't watch our YouTube for channel. For what? Yeah. No, yeah. Right. Um, but, but, too, like... I will I will give up this much. Like, find a burn that mm-hmm. is two to seven years old. Yeah. Find a place that is not necessarily right off a main trail. Yeah. Right off a main trail that leads to three lakes mm-hmm. where 1,400 people and Subarus are going to go a year. Right. Um, and then spend some time. As well, much time as you can before the season, well, it, you know, and then during the season, looking at that country. You just brought up a pretty, a pretty neat point, which is, you know, like a trailhead where there's Subarus everywhere, right? Yeah, and it and here's don't get me wrong. Well, hold we on. hunt trailheads. That here's are here's why that's a valid sometimes. point is that more in the last ten years for me and where I hunt. I've seen more city folk. Yeah. Right? And by city folk, I don't mean like, you know, just people that live in a big city. I mean like they're outdoors, REI, REI folks, crunchy folks that are getting out to maybe not backpack, but day hike trails or yeah. like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Go on a backpack trip because they're outdoorsmen, you know, and then in a different sense that we're outdoorsmen, right? But like I, I feel like that's a valid point, and it's yeah. because those places get hit hard by a lot of people. Right, they just all get more the time. pressure. And yeah, those, and those it's not it's not even hunting people. pressure. It's just right. just pressure traffic. in general. Go yeah. to Colorado. Foot traffic. Look at the look at the the Continental Divide Trail. Mm-hmm. Right. How many how many people just recreational users hit that 
are hitting the Continental Divide Trail in Colorado. Yeah, from the front and the back. Both sides. Yeah. Right? If it's if it's day hikeable mm-hmm. and it goes to a lake. Someone's going to do it. Chances are, whenever there's not snow and nasty weather, no. hundreds of people are walking up and down that trail. Yeah. The likelihood of your big buck hanging out anywhere near that trail probably with that slim. kind of traffic are not good. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think so. The- so find the places where those are not those those high traffic trails are not prevalent and yeah. not common. Yeah, and then and then from there, find the kind of terrain yeah. and and country that you want to hunt. Whether that's you know twelve thousand feet above tree line somewhere else, or yeah. in, in California in the B zone, seven thousand feet where you can sit and glass a bunch of country because it's burnt or because it's too rocky and rugged for trees to grow real thick yeah and a canopy to fill in like i will say that in the trinity alps there are hundreds of square miles that are covered in trees mm-hmm. that are filled with big deer yeah filled chock full of big deer yeah you're not gonna find them unless, unless you lucky. walk up on them yeah unless yeah. you get just plain shit house lucky yeah that's how I get all my deers playing shit house luck <laughs> hey, because I'm I, hunting I, in thick country. Say it again. Where I hunt, dude, you can't be glass that shit. Yeah. But the way that we like to hunt, we want to see it. Mm-hmm. So we're yeah. going to find country that we can look at. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, black, the deer, the black-tailed deer is, they're very, they're a very cagey animal. Oh, for sure, dude. And, it's the Pacific coast. And the yeah. more pressure yeah. they get, the less they're moving around in daylight. The, yeah. cr- the crazy thing is, is like our populations aren't what they used to be. At all. At all. Yeah. But if you look at in comparison to other states with mule deer, mm-hmm. they're not that far off. Yeah. They, are, they aren't. Yeah. And these deer, I mean, they're they're moving, you know. Yeah. They're, they're not going to be out in the middle of the day moving around. Well, they are. Yeah. I'm sorry. But not in wide, but not open, wide green, open, grassy basins with daisies. And a big thing that, like, we touched on earlier is how a blacktail will just sit that You walk right by it. Yeah, and they'll just That's sit there. That's part of their defense mechanism. That is part. Of, they think yeah. you don't see them. They but, ain't moving. But here's the thing: if you catch them right out in the open, if they know you, they see you see them. Mm-hmm. They're, gone. they're gone. gone. A mule deer will go. They'll stop. They'll look at you. Yeah, they'll you know? check you out. Uh huh. And the biggest thing for someone that is new to hunting public land in California, mm-hmm. I, I would say, don't get discouraged. They're there. Yeah, yeah. they're keep hard going. to hunt. Just keep going. Just keep going. Man. They're they're there. Yeah, try hard. Yeah, you can't watch a hushin video. Of mule deer in Utah. There's, there's a reason they call a blacktail the gray ghost. Yeah, and expect <laughs> you know? to hunt blacktail the same way. There's like, a reason you don't not. see a lot of people doing blacktail videos. There's yeah. a reason for that. There's yeah. a reason. For that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're not easy. They're there, but it's and, really and the guys hard that do a lot of blacktail videos with success are sitting in tree stands in thick timber yeah. over bait in Oregon. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, that's not legal here, so you got to find another way. Yeah. So, boom, dude, let's switch gears. Do it. From archery. Let's talk a little bit about rifle hunting in 2018. Um, I don't want to be a dick. Yeah. But on this on this list, there's something about archery gear. Do you want to skip that on purpose? Because we Did I pass it? I didn't it. see it. What equipment are you using? <laughs> we don't have to. It's your show. Dude, I just didn't even think about it. So, dive into it. Zach, what's your archery rig? My archery rig, I have a Matthews no cam set up with a spot hog. Um, was the five pin, is it hog father? Yeah. 
Yeah, with the bottom pin slider. Yeah. It's dope. What arrows are you shooting, dude? I'm shooting Carbon Express, the nice. Maxima Reds. What's your overall arrow grain weight? Uh, I am, I don't know the exact grain. I'm, I'm sitting just under 400. Though. Just under 400? Just under 400. I just upped my arrows this year and to I, 450. I, I want to increase. From 400. I do want to increase my weight. Yeah. They make inserts that mm -hmm. you just, you pop the knock off and come in from the back and yeah. screw well, it into screw right into those. We've, yeah. 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 I mean, have you, have you started using the day six arrows yet? Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's, I'm looking to switch. Yeah. I, I want to move into something different. I want something a little bit smaller heavier. diameter, heavier. Mm-hmm. Um, loaded out in kinetic the energy isn't everything yeah you know momentum is a big thing I've been doing a lot of research on that and that's yeah. something kind of direction I want to head that's why I went up 50 yeah. I threw in 50 grain inserts in the front of every arrow that I shoot are you mm -hmm. shooting 125s uh, no hundreds? I shoot hundreds I shoot hundreds I could I mean I could go to 125s I haven't sighted them it just I depends on how your arrows to now yeah yeah well I haven't and I haven't uh, you're still playing with it Side, I haven't finished out my, my Garmin Zero yet for my new arrows. Are you hunting with a Zero this year? Again, yeah. 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 You did last year? Yeah. Yeah. How'd you like that, dude? Um, did honestly? You use, did you use all of the features, or did you just... Uh, I mean, I used as much as I did. The only one I didn't do was the arrow tracking yeah. that you can do, yeah. which drops a pin where your arrow is. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that was just because I, I, n I never drilled a deer <laughs> right. with my bow. I missed three, you know, I'm, which, I'm which, there with you. which were all, they were all gimmies if I still was using my Trigicon AccuPen mm -hmm. because I've, I had like eight deer stacked up on my Trigicon AccuPen and, uh, Jason's got a leg cramp. I'm Jason's dying over here. <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah, that was rough. You got to rub that. That out. looked rough, dude. Like you yeah. almost couldn't stand up. Hey, grab some it was, water. It was seasoning up on me over there. Do you need a banana? <laughs> I just ate one. I, I actually a, ate an orange. You had an orange. I, I saw you break into house. that I orange. I got a pickle if you need one. Whoa. You know what kind of foods are shaped like dicks? The best kind. The best kind. <laughs> I mean, we have some questions that involve. Oh, I'm sure we do. Dicks. I'm sure that Nikolai <laughs> and B Dub have racked up some good ones. So I'm really ready for that. Anyways, back to the the Garmin Zero. I didn't spend enough time behind it. Yeah. To be as proficient as I was with my past uh, site. Um, spending more time behind it, and then going to. Um, when I went and shot that Jacobs and yeah. the Corsican. Yeah, that four horn. Yeah, the four horn was badass, dude. Yeah, That's was. like, oh. <laughs> and it was black. It was super oh, metal. Oh, my God. It was like dude. the most metal. So gnarly, dude. It was yeah. so great. Um, but uh, using it on that hunt, uh -huh. like, was a game changer for me because it actually worked how I expected and anticipated it to work. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that also had to do with the operator. Yeah, right. yeah, you know, just like getting familiar with it. Getting it's more familiar with animal. it, dude. It's For so. How is it? How is it? Not having pins covering what you're shooting. So is I've, I've awesome shot a, I've shot a single pin my entire 
life. Yeah, but you still have that pin projecting. You do still have. I still have a, a dot pin. Now see. I just have a red dot that only appears when I want it to appear. Is that awesome? It's pretty nice looking through a clear site. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, real talk. How do you feel like that site could? Sorry, I'm flipping this whole. Flip it. On no, that's fine. How do you feel like that? Um, that site and the tech involved in it can affect hunter success. Honestly, I mean, perfect example, dude. There's three bucks that I could have killed this year, and I didn't kill any of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So is it, like, totally fucking rad, just amazing bitchin' technology mm -hmm. that is revolutionary yeah. and total game changer? And, yeah, sure, It's I think it's illegal in five states or yeah. can't be used. I can't remember the exact amount of Well, state. it's an electronic device attached to a boat technically. But it so doesn't, it doesn't emit... A laser beam. Right. Right? Like a, right. a physical laser it's beam not a that red you can dot. see. It's not a red dot that leaves a dot on the animal. Right. Um, but, I mean, yes, it's revolutionary. Yes, it changes things. I don't Do think it changes things any more than the laser rangefinder did however many years ago. I, yeah, I mean, like, it, maybe it gives to me To me, a, that's like the biggest thing it gives me a couple more seconds which seconds count yeah i mean obviously seconds count for sure but um i don't give me another year with it for sure to be able to give you a 100 percent honest answer but as it stands right now i don't think that it changes the game one thing all that, that much that i can see like with that site that might be beneficial to hunting mm -hmm. is i mean rate decrease huh Wound rate decreasing. Yeah, I mean, if you're drawn back on a on a deer and it moves, it moves, and, and you, you don't know, read, yeah. and you can range. So, I mean, most people are just gonna say, "Okay, I'm gonna guess the yardage and shoot and choose to shoot." Still, yeah, With, you know, ninety percent of hunters are gonna not drop, gonna drop their it. arrow and range. They they're can, gonna risk they it. They can have, a, you know, you can a get a more accurate. Of, you can have a more accurate shot. Yeah, a sure. higher mortality rate. Mm -hmm. Instead of and like I, I lower wound rate, but I, I don't yeah. think, arguably, yeah. but I don't think it's going to exponentially increase kills. Kills. No, there's still and I don't way more to it. I don't than think just, I don't think it's going to make. And I've never some, I've never even looked through one. On me a neither. Boat, so I don't I don't think I should have brought my boat, but I don't think it's going to make a shitty hunter a better hunter, because a shitty hunter is still a shitty hunter. You know what it I mean? It might make a shitty judge of range a better hunter or a better shooter. It'll make someone who doesn't have a good judge of range a better shooter because you yeah. can have pretty rock solid judge of range for sure on your bow. But would you rather have said guy knowing what he's shooting at or not being sure of it and shooting anyway? I would yeah. rather have him know what he's shooting at for sure. Yeah, for yeah. better well play shot yeah. and less I, injured. And I animals. can agree with that. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So, what's your bow? Uh, well. I, I still have my no cam. Mm -hmm. um, so you're both no cam guys. Yeah, we both got the no the Matthews no cam at the same time. I still have my no cam. Yeah, I haven't shot it in almost two years. Yeah, because, because I switched to a stick bow. Because you you're a trad guy. I. <laughs> yeah, I mean you could say you could certainly say that you're a trad guy. I really don't want with like, rifle. <laughs> I really don't want like the trad life label in general because like I still hunt deer and elk with a rifle. Yeah, yeah. 
as often as I can. Trad guy. But <laughs> when it comes to an archery only season, yeah. Um, granted, I haven't brought myself to sell my compound yet, mm-hmm. and I'm not about. Don't. I'm not about to talk shit about my friends who shoot bows with training wheels. Yeah. I have training wheels and in I, my bow. And I say the word training wheels in jest. It's called a Garmin Zero. It's not. Oh, I'm just talking about cams. No, I no, I know. I, know. <laughs> I, I say that in jest because um, the, the choice to switch to a stick was a very personal one. And I'm not about to like implement that on anyone else. Um, it's a step, man. I, I took that step. In some ways, seeking more of a challenge, and not because I was so successful with a compound yeah. that I needed more. Yeah. But um, in a lot of ways, just because of heritage, my grandfather was a mm-hmm. very talented traditional archer, yeah. both in competition and in hunting. And I, so I can relate to that because my dad yeah, only hunted built bows. Yeah, my, so my crazy. dad only hunted with traditional a lot bows. I money to build a bow for me. Yeah. <laughs> Your so dad built his own. He, he built all of his own traditional bows all the way up until 2012 when we yeah. were going on a Nevada hunt. And uh, he could no longer hold back the weight of his recurve. Yeah. So he had to switch over to something with let off. Right. So that was really his first time diving. probably happened to me at some point. Yeah. My form sucks. So for me, dude, like, and I, and I've actually have struggled with this quite a few times of when I was a child, I was extremely proficient with the stick bow. I am still a child. I'm just, you're a man kid. (laughs) I'm a man child. Yeah. Um, and I, I've struggled recently with, and especially after seeing the buck that you shot two years ago, like struggled with wanting to pick up my dad's recurves that he's made. Because he's made like six from scratch. Mm-hmm. Like the entire bow from scratch. Which, all, you know, like, to me as a dude who like has committed to hunting with one, mm-hmm. building one is a whole new level. He, he, and I've watched him kill deer. Like I've yeah. gone on hunts with him. When he's doing a traditional bow hunt, and I've watched him shoot deer, like yeah, with recurves, and that's amazing. I just don't feel like I'm there yet to where I want to do it because when I do it, I know I'm probably not coming back. You know, yeah. I know I'm probably Especially once it works. Yeah, that's the thing. Like if Cause you, you know, know, you can do it. If I yeah, exactly. If it's first, possible, fucking do it. I had, yeah. I had a lot of luck. And a lot of fortune in my first year. I'm just, when I do it, I'm going to call you so you can take me to the right Dude. spot. <laughs> Is there some, like, ritual to go into the trad life? Yeah, we jerk I, each yeah, other I off. I can't tell you about it now until you're ready. I'm a trad bow. Um, no, like, my, my first year of doing it, like, I, I decided in about, th- it's January right now, late yeah. January, about this time. To switch. Last year. Two years ago? Three years. Two years ago. Well, three. It'd yeah. be three. Yeah, right. it'd be three now. I yeah. mean, I haven't been hunting with a recurve for three years, but I started shooting it three years ago from mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. So this time three years ago is when I decided I was going to go for it. And I went pretty hard. You went really hard. Um, figuing out how to shoot it. Mm-hmm. And, and when I decided in You January, went hard and tried to figure out how to shoot it? Yeah. Was it a mess? Yeah, all everywhere yeah. for a long time. <laughs> um, but 
when when I decided like like I this. want to try this out. All over like, the target. I'm intrigued. Over, yeah. I'm intrigued by this. I want to give it a shot. Let's see what I can do. And I yeah. bought my first recurve, which was a very affordable factory produced something recurve that I bought for yeah hundred and thirty dollars. Mm-hmm. That's like the bought, going price. I feel like for I, most yeah to start factory up. stamp shit. Yeah, and I and I bought a half dozen arrows for forty bucks. I still have those arrows, but I never hunted with them. But it was something to learn on. Yeah. When I made that decision, I started in January and I started shooting. And at first, it was like, oh man, like I don't know if I could like responsibly hunt with this mm-hmm. because I cannot hit my ass <laughs> with any consistency. <coughs> but I was having a blast doing it and yeah. trying to figure it out. And so I, I kept with it. Yeah. And over time I got proficient and I got to a point where I felt like, okay, I can responsibly attempt to hunt with this equipment but I have to give myself a cap of 30 yards. That yeah. was my first year. And I kept shooting and shooting and shooting. And so from January until archery season in August, I shot a minimum of six days a week mm-hmm. and probably average. So what would you say your effective range is now? Now? Right now? Like if hunting season started tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Because of the time that I took off, I'm still probably, my point on is 33 yards. If it's past 35, I'm trying to get closer mm-hmm. right now. If hunting season starts tomorrow. Okay. My goal by hunting season this year is to have a respectable group inside of 40. I don't think I'll ever be past that for a hunting scenario yeah. with the equipment I'm shooting right now. Yeah. I mean, just the speed. I just want to be better at it. Be, yeah. I yeah. mean. The speed is fine. The heavy arrow I'm shooting is going to do the job if I put it in the right spot. Yeah. But um, being able to put the arrow in the right spot past 40 yards, there's just, it's moving slow enough. There are too many variables variables for my ability. Yeah. So my goal is to be able to shoot, I'd say, a six to eight inch group at 40 by hunting season Mm -hmm. right now. I am cool with that at 30 right now, no problem. And that's after shooting that bow for three years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it, it took me nine months to really get to the point where I felt like, okay, I can hunt with this bow and I can give myself a responsible and reasonable cap of 30 yards. And, and within that 30 yards, I can be lethal with enough consistency to responsibly take a shot. Yeah. Um, so that's the archer equipment you're using, basically. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm shooting a 60-inch uh, stalker stick bows recurve um, at 50 pounds at my draw length of 28 inches. I'm shooting a 528-grain arrow mm-hmm. with 200 grains up front. And I'm flirting with uh, a cutthroat broadhead, 200 grain cutthroat, which is a um, two-blade single bevel. And I also have a 200 grain three-blade VPA. 
Um, the buck I, the first buck I killed with that bow was with the VPA. I just got the cutthroats this year. So I'm kind of, I'm probably going to have three of each in my quiver this year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, just cause I want to check out what the VPA or the cutthroat does when hopefully I run it through a deer, but awesome. Yeah. So now we're going to jump into rifle season. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. That's quite a jump. Yeah. Well, well you wanted to backtrack. No, no, it's my fault. So we're backtracking. It's totally my fault. Well, it's my fault because I missed the question in the first place. It's okay. I, I tried to um, run your podcast. No, it's that's fine. It's your podcast tonight. Here, here. Cool. Uh, what time is it? Uh, it's two in the morning. Holy Holy shit. And we've gone for an hour and 45 minutes. And we still have half of the page to go through. Yeah. Shouldn't have backtracked. My bad. Just like the camera gear. Take that piece of paper. Wad it up. Fucking throw it away. (laughs) (laughs) Let's cut to the... This is your plan. This this is your plan on fire. Just cut it in half and now do this. So, so rifle season. Rifle season. Yeah, so... How... So... Rifle season 2018. You guys had an epic... We had fun. Rifle season. Like, that trip you guys went on... One trip. The the main trip was like, what the fuck, dude? And we you had, guys killed we it. Killed we had some two, stuff. Four, we had six, seven, eight, nine tags in our pocket. So what's that? Right? Two deer two, tags four, and six, then three bear tags? Well, three bear tags. Yeah. So two deer tags each and three bear tags. Yeah, yeah because so, none of us filled our archery deer tags. Do you guys buy archery only tags and then a B-zone tag? Or no. do you buy just, just B-zone tags? Either so two B-zones or just or an X and a B. I mean, this, that's this year was for me. This year was the first So no archery that, only tags ever? Well, used it, to. It could have been this year. Okay. It could have been this year. Yeah. This was the first year that B-Zone went to a premium draw. Yeah. Which so it's never going back. Probably not. No. No, it's it will not. not. Probably not. The, because they the, didn't sell out. The, 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 requir- up, yeah. the requirements for it to go Can't back, it's We're not, not It's not going to be met. Yeah. Not possible. I don't think. Yeah. Because guys like you buy two fucking tags before the season starts. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Can do it every year. So then, my, my plan <laughs> going into this year, knowing, yeah. knowing that the B-Zone tag could have been unattainable for a second tag yeah my plan was to i, I mean i still put in my first choice you always put you'll, order, you'll get it for your second in draw. order to get a preference mm-hmm. and then put my second choice as your b zone tag. as a b tag for sure and then knowing that on august 2nd at 8 a.m b tags that were left over were gonna go on sale yeah i had uh my second b tag by 801 a.m that day yeah by three o'clock that day, there were still two thousand something left. Yeah. So yeah. Sorry, I let that, you know, can of worms out. But they scared everybody, saying there weren't going to be B tags. But like all of us still got two. Well, the the biggest thing that I went into that situation knowing was that everybody that was able to buy two tags the year prior, yeah. when it sold out prior to whatever the date is, July or. August, August, August. So all those guys, all those guys that had bought two tags the year prior to make it into a premium, we're still going to get them. Well, they that that's not the point I'm making. Is that there was no way that they were going to be able to sell out the zone prior because everybody can't buy two tags, right? Right, because it's only the only reason why it sold out early. People buy two. Was because people buy two tags. Yeah. Yeah. And it was it wasn't because thousands of people all bought one tag. Yeah. 
It's because there's a bunch of guys that are like, if I'm backpacking in for fucking eight days, I'm going to have a ta- two tags in my pocket. Right. And realistically, California's deer herd, we should all only get one. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I and think maybe it depends should... on the, I think it depends on the unit, but yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. And maybe I should take the high road and only buy one B tag, but as long as they're there, I'm going to try and get two. So for me, I'll buy an archery only tag. Yeah. And then I'll buy And that buy was my, my backup plan. Yeah. If I couldn't get a second B tag, it was an A. Yeah. Because then I can hunt, I can hunt A zone, B zone, D zone, and I think C zone. Late season and hunt archery if you want to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, where guys are still killing desert desert trolls with their bows. Yeah, like three of them. Way late in the year. (laughs) Like three guys are still doing it. Yeah. Um. So, what was the rifle season like? What what Uh, kind of rifle were you running? Well, let's just start it off this way. Yeah. If you guys if you guys listen to the first podcast, you kind of know that I have a habit of something on almost every hunt that I go on. Uh-huh. Not, not being ready. No, well that's one of them. <laughs> but so I'm wondering where you're going with this, dude. So, I can listen. So we are we're about halfway to the trailhead. It's getting dark and forgetting stuff. We're about two yeah two hours in this, and I realize what'd you forget? I don't have my binoculars. No, my. My single most to me, yeah, probably one of my most especially most important. for guys that just spent a whole forty-five minutes talking about how important glassing, extremely is. important, yeah. Like I contemplated like driving all the way back home to get them, yeah. And the whole whole way, the whole drive there, the whole hike in, that's that's all I could think about was not having not having binos. my binos. God, Wait, you didn't have them. I did not have them. That had to be a mess. for Although, so I did have pants and boots this time. Mm-hmm. Unlike some other times, but so you definitely didn't have bullets. So the the force, so me being forced to use a spotting scope the whole time. Yeah, actually, kind of. I felt like I learned to use a spotting scope way better, way better for one. Yeah, and two, we had two guys with. What kind of glass are you running? We're running mavens. Yeah, yeah. We all you're running with the. The nine by are you elevens or nines? Nine by forty five. Nine by forty fives. I run the nine by forty fives, and then the uh, we're running their spotting scopes. Mm-hmm. And uh, but we had two guys on binos. Yeah, I would run the spotting scope, and I mean, I would I would pick up deer that they didn't see, yeah. and vice versa. Like, I don't have that field of view, but I can you know catch movement. Yeah, in tighter areas. Yeah. So it it was a in a way a good thing. I felt like I could have been more effective with binos. Yeah. But I, I can use the spotting scope a little bit, you know. And it forced you into a situation where you had to adapt and learn more skills. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know. Yeah. So, yeah, we get there and we – do we end up hiking in the morning early? Because the year before we learned – if we if we sleep in at the trailhead too late, by the time we get that to the eight miles or so, wherever we are, mm-hmm. it's hot. Yeah. It's hot. You're hiking in the sun. There's a we lot started, of exposed areas. We started hiking at – 3.30 a.m. 3.30 a.m. And for we us... Got, that, we got to the first spot that we could class the country. We wanted to 9 a.m. or something like that? 8.30. 8.30, yeah. And it was already getting hot by that point. We uh-huh. sat down and we started glassing right away, but we were already getting hot, yeah. Yeah. And that was probably a mile from camp. Yeah. But we could see into some of the basins we wanted to hunt. So we we hiked to that point. We posted up and ate breakfast and glass for an hour and a half. Didn't want to push hours. anything without, you know, knowing what's there first. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that was Thursday. We get in, yeah, so we get in there a couple of days early usually. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, this year we actually, except for we did run into one older gentleman that he's been hunting the area for like four years. But this year it was a pretty. Is good that the the whiskey guy? No, we actually okay. tequila guy. The tequila, tequila guy. guy. So we'll end on that sidebar. Should we end on that? End on that. Super cool. He is super cool. We'll end on, on that. that. Yeah. 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 So I'll yeah. remember. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we went out like the year previous and. We did a little bit of scouting prior to the to the hunt. And do you mix your hunt? archery scouting in with where you're going to hunt for rifle no, season? No, but this year we hunt a different area for rifle than we do for archery. Okay, yeah. the The but rifle area that we hunt is very hard for archery. We have better opportunity to kill big bucks. It's very hard to archery hunt. Mm -hmm. I would say probably ambush is the only way. Probably that, and that's area. not a lot of opportunity for spot and stock with a bow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Ambush would be the only way. Did to we do spot it. anything the first night? Do you remember? Yes. What did we see? The buck you killed. Okay. Dusty did. No, Friday night he saw. Not Thursday night. Friday. Night. In the same basin. On that saddle. Oh, on that saddle. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, opening morning. Um, there, if you've been following along and the area that we've been hunting, there's a specific deer that I personally have a little bit of history with. Mm -hmm. They, I mean, the oh, first we all knew that if we found this deer, like it's Zach's buck. It's Zach's buck all day. Zach found this buck in archery season two years ago. Two years ago. Yeah. I remember. You so got what, within 90 yards during archery <coughs> season <clears throat> and then. Couldn't get within. Couldn't get on him. Nine hundred yards and rifled. Yeah, and then the uh, <coughs> the next was it the that same year? Yeah, so that same year during rifle season was on Kevin's hunt. We spotted that buck nine hundred yards. Couldn't get in on him. Mm -hmm. And um, this year, we'll lead up into that. But I, so we have to pick a shooter first. I was up to bat. I didn't even. I didn't kill a buck. What last year? Did I kill a buck in two years? You ran camera for like two years. Yeah. Straight. So I was up to shoot first and. Luke and Dusty are running camera. We sat down in, in an area where we've had previous success, and Dusty decides that he's going to get up. We weren't having a lot of viewings. We weren't seeing much deer. Mm -hmm. So Dusty decides to get up and check on the other side of the basin yeah. and check into that area. And uh, me and Luke are sitting there glassing, and we're just about, I would say we're getting close to maybe getting up and just kind of checking in with Dusty. And... Uh, I just I started hearing some, you know, branches break and we some, expected to see Dusty coming back over. We the expect saddle. to see Dusty, and the, and then as it's getting closer, it sounded more not human like. It sounded like animal like, and I'm like, I told Luke, I'm like, hey, get ready. I I put the shell in slowly, and we're waiting, and we catch movement, and there's antler, and so we know that we know that there's bucks, like. Inside a hundred yards, probably sixty, brush. seventy yards. Yeah, to our left on the ridge line, not at the basin we're looking at. Yeah, and they, where Dusty just went to, where we expected Dusty to come back from. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, there's deer there. Okay, and so they start making their way through the brush, and as they're heading down the ridge away from where Dusty would be coming from, um, Luke's running the camera, and I'm on the gun, and I see. To me, this is what I saw, but I don't think this is what ended up. It's just what how I perceived it. Yeah, I felt like I saw a buck come through, and it was it wasn't a big buck. Yeah, and then I see another buck. It's just so, it's so th it's thick yet open, 
I'd catch a glimpse, they'd be back in there, and I just didn't have a good shot. Yeah. And I didn't want to force anything, especially on the first day. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. And so they move through the brush, and they're headed up this drainage towards up the drainage. Dusty's up the drainage, but he's on the opposite side of the hill. So we meet up with Dusty, and he says that he sees he saw some bucks. Mm-hmm. And I think we're eventually agreed that they were the same deer, right? I think so. We think we think so. So we head over and we're start picking up, picking apart the up opposite side of the basin. And Luke's he goes, I got deer, and so right in the game, we know it's the same group of deer. There's bucks in the group, so we get set up, and sure enough, the buck was with them. <laughs> and so yeah, <laughs> so I'm like, so I see deer, I see deer through the binos. Uh huh. I grab the spotter and I put the spotter and I on the group binos. of deer and I'm like, okay, that's a shooter. Yeah. <laughs> and Zach's looking through binos. He's like, I don't know. I don't know. He looks kind of. I think that's a big spike by four. Right? I think it's a spike by four. I'm like, you're looking at the wrong deer. <laughs> this is a shooter. Uh-huh. So yeah, I think and it's a spike he's by like, four. We're going back and forth. I'm like, look in this spotter right now. And then now, yeah, and we're in a predicament now because after all the excitement that's happened and. You know, we things were happening fast. We left camera gear. We left camera gear, and I mean, we're in there to to capture the moment and make a film out of it. Yeah. So we see these deer. I watch them. Dusty and Luke say, "Hey, you stay here. Keep an eye on the deer. We got to go get the camera gear yeah. down the hill." <laughs> <laughs> and so <laughs> I'm sitting there looking at the deer, and that whole fiasco with thinking it's a spike. My fork, yeah. and then I see I see the buck turn, and I'm like, "That's holy a cow! Buck. I'm gonna shoot that buck." Yeah. yeah, they come back up, and we spent some time trying to just get set up, and and then the sun broke the ridge. Sun broke the ridge, and blew up your spot, your your rifle. Blew scope. up the rifle scope. It was hard to find a a suitable location to get a good shot off while laying prone, and. Them running the camera gear, they started having issues with the sun glare off the camera, so it's hard to see out the camera. The lens is getting jacked. Lens is getting jacked. And so, finally, we got everything set up, and we were able to find some, like, shade to post up in from a tree got to one be of, able to get on that buck. Freed up one of the tripods as a, a, as a rest to be, you know, used for shooting. And Yeah. I shoot across Canyon. And How far? That was 360. 360. Yeah, 360 yards. And right away, I mean, you knew you knew I hit him. Yeah. The buck comes down. It's I mean, it's a, it's, it's a poke out there. He's moving into timber. It's hard to see where he's going. What kind of rifle are you shooting? Um, so at this point, we we typically we ha- we shoot Snowy Mountain Rifle. Yeah. Um, this year, they wanted to do some work on our we have some tikas right now and they're going to be start starting to do a little bit of work on tikas for customization so they wanted to use take our rifles and add muzzle brakes to them and cerakote and you know trigger trigger make them nice make them nice yeah so we're all shooting tikas back in the back country it's they're a little bit lighter than you know the bench gun the bench yeah some of the other guns that we use from them yeah and um I shoot particularly. I shoot a 300 WSM is what I shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so going, we reviewed the footage. Noticed that the shot is a little bit further back than I'd like, but 
the deer is hurt. You can tell he's hurt. Yeah. You know. You hit him. Yeah, we hit him. We give him about an hour, get everything ready. We start heading over the hill and looking around for him. We get to the area, kind of find the area that we know that I made the hit. And we start glassing around. And I think Dusty's like, was it Dusty? Yeah. Yeah, Dusty's like. We went over there, and our goal was to get above where we thought the buck was. Just in case, because we know it wasn't a great hit. Mm-hmm. Just in case we saw him still alive. Yeah. And then so we look down, and we see we see him laying on this rock. And he is, to me, to Luke, to Dusty, he's on his side. His head's on his side. It's hard to tell. His head was stuck up. It was in a tree. Like caught up in a caught brush. Up in, caught up in brush. But he's completely on his side, legs sprawled out, and we're celebrating. And as we approach and we start getting closer, we like, get to within five, ten yards, and this buck just jumps. Drive. Yeah, he jumps off a cliff. Essentially. No way. Yeah, and it wasn't like a giant cliff, but I mean, it had like, like a, a fifteen foot, foot drop. drop. He makes a break for it, and he, he, since we gave him some time, which was the right move. He, st- he stiffened up. He wasn't going anywhere. Yeah. He was about five to ten yards down in the hole there, and I made another shot on him, and that was that. Yeah. You know, it was, it, I mean, it, honestly, it was really tough to see that. That's rough, know, huh? It is rough. It's yeah. hard to see an animal. Suffering. Suffering. Yeah. But as you hunt through the years, it's going to happen to all of us. I mean, you can't always have the perfect kill. Kill. Um. And then so from there we pack that buck out, take him back to camp, get set up, and for the night we set up in the opposite side of the basin I shot into the other drainage Dusty was glassing the day before. Mm-hmm. And um, with not even within like 30 minutes, I found a good buck. <laughs> yeah, you found a good buck. And was it, the, was it the buck Dusty? I found a group of deer. Yeah, a group of deer. Moving. Yeah. <laughs> And after Zach had killed his buck, Dusty and I kind of had an agreement of, like, whoever spots the next buck gets to shoot. And I spotted deer and knew there were bucks in there. And we were spread out. And so when I spotted bucks for sure, I'm like, hey, guys, come here, help me. Because I lost them. So we all kind of, like, we were kind of spread out glassing different areas. Once I had spotted the deer, I'm like, guys, come here. We need to look right here. I just lost a buck in this area. There's, like three or four deer we all get back on the glass and dusty says bam i got a shooter right away yeah like within a minute Mm -hmm. of us like grouping back up and looking and for me it was like dusty you spotted that buck you kill him like your shot um i i wasn't even 100 percent certain that that was like the deer i saw the deer that i saw were running for whatever reason, not from us. Yeah. They're running away from something towards us. We ended up seeing a bear over there later thinking that was it. But um, Dusty picked up the buck. and It was pretty early in the afternoon. Like, it wasn't... It was it wasn't, like 4 o'clock. Yeah. So we still had quite a bit of shooting light left. Yeah. And was he was he standing when we first saw him or was he well, so Well, when already... I first saw him, they were moving. Uh-huh. By the time we picked him back yeah, up, picked he him was up. bedded. Yeah, so he bedded down. And, that... and Dusty picked him up and I said, Dusty... Your shooter, go mm-hmm. for it. One problem with I mean, we love hunting in the burns, but one problem in hunting burns is there always tends to be a lot of standing timber, which can cause problems, especially when you're trying to film something 
Um, you're always trying to get the camera guy and the, the shooter lined up on the deer, and it's hard because there's trees sticking up everywhere. So after about 30 minutes of jumbling around, we finally get into a position. We range that deer at 460, I would say. Dusty's, Dusty has been at the range shooting nonstop. He's very comfortable shooting that distance. Yeah. And he, he gets set up on the deer. We have plenty of time to calm down. He gets an awesome rest. I mean, couldn't get any better. We're on like on the ridge ridgeback, on the crest of this ridge to where he can get a good setup, you know. And we get there. What do we do? Dusty best. Are you going to edit this part out? No. You better. Why? Because <laughs> you guys are losing it? No. Yeah. I just in. I lost my train of thought. We're in. I'll so pick you up. You pick me up. Dusty right gets on the buck, sets up to shoot, and uh, he takes a shot. And the trouble comes when you're shooting through a bunch of standing dead timber and thick brush at a bedded deer who's in the open and had vitals exposed. Yeah. But what you can't see through a rifle scope is there's a branch. Uh, between us and the buck that Dusty hits, deflects. Towards the end of the... Yeah, end close of the to path. the deer, not close to us. Mm -hmm. And basically, he hits the dirt right below where this buck is bedded, and he blows up, and the other deer blow up and blow out. And that is that buck It was a very nice blacktail. It was a 150 blacktail. Wow. Deep forks. <laughs> like, his forks were... Yeah. We're giant. No, like easy. He's a thug. Easy 150 blacktail. Yeah. And it was not the biggest deer that we ended up seeing on this trip. No. But to this point, biggest deer we had seen. Yeah. Yeah. So they blow out. And by that time, it's like getting real close to dark. And that basin, we feel like at that point, is done. Fried. So we creep over and look back into the basin that Zach had shot his buck in. And just to peek back over there before it's like fully dark and see what's there kind of more to make a plan for the next day. Yeah. Seeing if there's still deer around right now. And when we look over there, there's a beautiful chocolate black bear with like a silver mane. Yeah. And from where we were at that point, no, no chance. No. Too far. But it's like immediately in the back of my mind, it's like, that is a beautiful bear we'd like to take. But we're still in deer mode. So day one. Day yeah, one. This is still day one. Like we have first deer's we down. Have a big second we deer have a, shot at. A, a, a really and now nice there's a bear on the table. Tail buck on the ground. Oh yeah. yeah. And by the way, yeah, the hanging buck, in camp. The buck I shot ended up being what is he, twenty two inch wide? Twenty three maybe inch, I forget. He's like what a one thirty five black tail. He, he's a nice buck. And the whole reason I thought he was a fork by spike yeah. is because his antlers flare out. Yeah. And they don't really come back and wrap around. Yeah. So that was Yeah. So we already have one nice buck down. We just had an opportunity at another a bigger buck. Bigger buck. And then after that blows out, we spot a big bear. Or or an not a giant bear, but a nice bear in that basin. So we go back to camp that night, kind of like formulate a plan. We're still not sold out on like killing a bear Second after day. what we have seen on day two. Mm -hmm. So, or on day one. And day two, we go back to try and pick up the buck that Dusty had just shot at. And that morning, nothing. And 
by I'd say 9 30 10 o'clock we go back to the first basin we looked at where Zach had killed his buck and uh still with the frame of mind of looking for more bucks yeah and we find we pick up that bear again yeah and we find that bear bedded like laying down in an open spot and basically I look at these guys and I'm like this bear is going to die. We can kill that bear. What do you guys think? You know, and, and, and my thought is like, are you guys cool? willing to pack? Are you guys out. cool with me shooting this bear and willing to help me pack it out? And it's warm enough during the day that like the buck that Zach killed on opening day needs to get back on ice here pretty quick. Yeah. And so, but we're not on day three yet because day three is, Day three was bear day, huh? Yeah. Day two, I can't day two remember. Day two was quiet. Day was pretty quiet, yeah. It's all right. Let's just keep going yeah, with day so, three. So skip day two because it was pretty quiet. Yeah. But day three is when we picked so up that, you're on the that bear. same bear again. And we got on the bear. In and the it, morning. it was late, later morning. Later morning, yeah. And so we're, we're looking at this bear, and he's pretty well within range. And we're kind of going back and forth like, Dusty and I were still playing the game like spotter gets a shot and the other guy's running camera kind of thing. And Zach's got a tag filled, so he's running camera. And we, we've we got this bear in a spot that's a good spot. And after the experiences that I've had with bear that year, it was just like, okay, this, this is what I've been talking about. I'm not going to pass up. Like a good opportunity at a good bear as much as I want to kill a buck on this trip, like I can't pass this up. Yeah. In the back of our heads, we had to get the meat out that day too. And we had, we knew at some point during that day, Zach's buck had to get back to it, tr- back to the truck on ice. So I'm like looking at these guys like, Hey, if I shoot this bear, are you guys good? Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. And, and both of them are like, dude, kill it. And I think even Zach was like, if you don't kill it, I will. Yeah. So it was like, so you're ready. To well, cause yeah. at first you're yeah. like, you're like, it's, I mean, we're still in deer mode. And as soon as totally. I said that, you're like, I, I'm going to kill this I'm bear. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm going to shoot this bear. Yeah. So we get set up and we, we get the cameras and everything set up. And so you didn't forget the cameras this time? No. No. We were <laughs> and where the bear was laying, like, we didn't, it didn't really present a good shot. So we actually were like, I was laying prone on the gun for probably a half an hour at least. Really? And cameras rolling on the bear and everything, but he wasn't in a, he was in a good spot, but he was his body position was not in a good spot for a shot. So we had to wait for the sun to hit this bear and for him to get up. Yeah. And eventually that happened, and uh, the bear stood up and milled around a little bit, and then sat down like like a dogwood mm-hmm. facing us. And to me, open chest. And open to chest. me, his chest was wide open, and that was that was my opportunity. He's, stationary <coughs> not a broadside shot but a frontal shot mm-hmm. and i felt like that was my opportunity so um i took it and i shot that bear we were scared of her i mean 330 ish and he was on like kind of a cliff edge rock outcropping and when i shot him he 
took a jump. He well, he didn't really. I don't know. He like sprawled backwards. Yes. He he sprawled backwards and almost fell backwards. Like fell back on the impact of the bullet and then rolled down this super steep face for pretty thick in that where he was seventy five yards tumbling downhill and oh, then wow. and then got his feet and, and just walking and like nothing. Kind of walk ran into this really thick oak brush and then disappeared. And we watched that oak brush for, I don't know, an hour. Maybe two. A and, while. And when and he, he didn't come out. And so we're like, okay, well, we know he's hit. We reviewed the footage. He's definitely hit. We don't know that he's dead, but we know it's time to go look. Yeah. So we dropped in, went up the other side, got above where the bear was, found the blood trail, plenty of good blood. And I start tracking this with Zach behind me running a camera and in my mind I'm like man I really hope I find a dead bear and not a mad bear not a mad half-life you never bear. know yeah. yeah and and it gets to a point where the blood trail hits the oak brush and it's like Thick. a ton of yeah and that's you, creepy and crawling in that shit too 10 yards or less yeah into this stuff and you know there's a bear there <laughs> <laughs> Zach's got. Did you just come in your pants? <laughs> Zach's got a hammy cramp going right now. Uh, Dude, you guys both, man. You guys both are having the leg cramp. You guys need. You guys need some Willie's uh, athlete. Homes. Yeah, but mine was quiet. <laughs> Did you see I just him freak out? And, <laughs> no, your pants are. Well, this is the problem. My feet were. My legs were right. You couldn't up. move. I it. couldn't move. I saw. I was watching you try to kick your foot out. You couldn't That's do funny. it. That's funny. Anyways, so anyway, I I start crawling into this brush tunnel and I'm I'm my senses are heightened and I'm ready I've got a I've got a round in the tube and I'm I'm ready to shoot a bear that's pissed off and uh at about like ten yards or less I see this hump of black laying down and he's dead. So we nice. get to him, we take care of the bear, cut him up, pack him back to camp. So what was that like? You packed out a bear and a deer in an afternoon. Yeah, do I were, have that understood correctly? So yeah, there were three of us. Yeah, um, and we had a, a whole buck hanging a cap and camp bone in. We just, right, he was no, quartered yeah. on the bone. Quartered, right, yeah. hanging a camp, and, and we arrived to a mess of hornets. But and then we Let's we see. killed a bear. Yeah, so yeah. then we. They're bad. Knowing They're bad. knowing that that bear and that deer had to get on ice that day, I deboned. We we boned out the bear on the site. Bear, you gotta be him up. You gotta take care of them quick. You can't let them sit. Yeah, like especially. Oh, I mean, no. it was getting warm during the day there, so deboned the bear. Got as much of the fat off as I could. Um, knowing I didn't have the money for a rug or a mount. Mm -hmm. I elected to leave the 60 pounds of hide. Yeah, that's um, a lot of hide, dude. On the mountain, because just the meat off of that bear was pushing 200 pounds easy. Yeah, eight miles. So there. between the three of us, we got that bear back to camp. Once we got to camp, we went to deboning Zach's, Zach's buck, and what we found was a massive swarm of meat bees Around where Zach's buck was, was was it in bags or no? It was bags. in bags. They ate through some bags. Yeah. No way. Something something got a hole in one of those bags. Maybe and coyote the meat or fox bees or something. Destroyed 
the front shoulder off of your deer. I mean, yeah. meat bees oh. ate the amount of, pounds of the meat. amount of flesh that was gone due to meat bees was That's incredible. Insane, dude. Amazing. Five pounds. That's insane. Yeah. So, what was it like packing out from? We were on cloud nine, honestly. Uh, like, I mean, we were stoked. We're, like, plus, at this we're, point, this we're, three. we're three days into a six-day hunt, yeah. seven-day hunt, yeah. and and we're feeling like stoked. we're we've we've reached already a great des- degree of success more than what All we anticipated. Pulled the trigger. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, granted Dusty didn't connect on that first buck, but all of us have got a shot. We're packing back to the truck with a lot of meat. A lot of meat. So yeah. we end up boning out Zach's buck, fighting meat bees for a couple hours. How great of a feeling nice. is it when you get back to the vehicle? Oh man. And you drop your pack off. Oh, I mean, and like and I you're said, like, you can't even walk. Eight, eight yeah. miles between my, my bear and Zach's buck. I think Zach packed his entire buck boned out plus the hot, the head which we caped out and, you and, dusty and then did. dusty and i split the bear and i had the head just the head and meat and dusty had boned out meat and eight miles back to the truck got him on ice and you know we had some cold beverages at the truck and did you guys stay at the truck that yeah, night we, were, we drove to town and got uh, a burger yeah yeah and then we went back to the trailhead slept for a few it hours it was the original goal was to go back in but we were we're toast. You're done, dude. We're done. At yeah. that point, it's yeah. like, fuck done. it. Why even try? No, yeah. no point. You so we slept I mean? at the truck. Well, yeah. we went to town, grabbed a burger, got back to the trailhead, slept at the truck, got up early, and hiked back in. Yeah. And, so and then when four, we hiked yeah. back in, we found the smasher. We found the, the queen mother of black-tail deer. In there, the same buck, the queen, the been queen, on. the queen, you well, mean the king, the, the well, granddaddy, the so big king. dog. Well, to lead up to that, I'm sure, deer don't choose their genders. So. Yeah, well, you know, whatever he, he whatever decides he wants, he wants to do. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> we get we get in there. And we the get queen in, with antlers. We get into this basin. We we saw a lot of bears in there, but yeah. we we kind of we go down into the deep into this basin because we know we've been there for. I think this may have been the fifth day. But we, where we've been seeing the deer would be a little bit further than we would like to shoot. Yeah. And so we decide to make cut a move, distance. cut the distance. Yeah. And we get down into the, into the basin, make sure our wind is right, and we kind of, you know, and at this point, at this point, it's it's just dusty with a deer tag, essentially. Well, well no, you have it, a deer tag. He's, he's, up, he's, up, he's, up, he's up to bat. That's right. That's right. He's up to bat. We're about we're in there about an hour, and it's getting closer to the evening, and I pick up movement, and here's this. Really nice buck. Fucking toe. Really nice three point. Yeah. And this buck I called Dusty and Luke over. And then we pick up another really nice buck. Mm-hmm. Two gorgeous, like 120, 120 inch bucks. Yeah. We struggled and struggled. That just bringing back to originally how Dusty got set up the first time, the standing timber, it really played a role in why we didn't kill these deer. Dusty could have killed the deer. Yeah. I could have killed the deer. We all could have had chances. How to far kill is the shot? Two fifty on those, on ones? those three hundred. Yeah, yeah, and on the smaller bucks. So what would happen? Would <laughs> Dusty would not see the deer. The camera would see the deer. Yeah, the deer would move. Dusty would pick up the deer. The camera wouldn't see the deer. And we did this. We played this game for two hours. So you probably. guys were. It was like that important to get the kill shot on camera. We sacrificed you, killing very big bucks. Two nice bucks. Two nice bucks for the kill shot. For the kill. And how's that? Hold on. Let, let's talk about how's that feel. That's tough. It's hard, but we made that we, agreement like mm-hmm. a long time ago. Like you have to get the kill shot. Like this is what we're here to do. We're here to film it at the same time. Like yeah. 
If, if we weren't going to film it, we wouldn't carry all this shit. So the, here's the reason why I ask. is like, So for me, when we went to Montana this year, and even Utah, 90% of the time that I left wherever we were hiking in from, I didn't bring a camera. Mm-hmm. Because I can't, for whatever reason, I just... A lot of people can't. And you know what I mean? I, taken, can't, I can't get to that point. It's taken us a long time to get to this point. You know what I mean? Where like mm-hmm. We've killed a lot of deer off camera since we started filming hunts to the point where we're like, okay. We, we can kill deer on camera. We can do it because we've done it enough times and it's yeah. fun. And it's yeah. worth it. Like if we didn't bring the cameras on the trip, there's no doubt in my mind we would have had three buck tags filled and probably and a bear tag and two booners plus a bear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so we play cat and mouse essentially from hiding to being open for two hours until we have probably five to ten minutes left of light. <laughs> You're so and these, fucked. Oh, but the thing is, when we see these deer, they're so kill so easily killable. Yeah, we like we got this in the bag. This is awesome. Yeah, like we, I felt like. And we then got another buck the giant stands up. Yeah, so we got five minutes. So there light. was another buck with him. No, okay. So we have five minutes. These two deer disappear. Yeah, and I instantly I know they're no longer an option. So I start scanning other areas. Yeah, and I look across the basin, and guess who I find? His Same name, buck from Archer season two years. His I, I I named him Wagner. Wagner, and he is an absolute. He's this year. I'm thinking 160 plus black. No yeah. fucking he's, way. Easily 27, probably, but he's probably bigger. 28, I'm thinking, he could even be wider than that. Holy <laughs> He's a giant. Shit. And he's a clean four. Clean four. No With way. eye guards. With really nice eye guards. He's an awesome dude. How far was this? So this was at four, five, change. four to 500 yards. And Dusty, du- okay, so here's the kicker. I killed my buck. Yeah. Dusty's up to bat. Yeah. So he spots a deer. Dusty he's couldn't find Dusty. Dusty the deer. I was... I was so, I was gonna let Dusty shoot the deer. Yeah. And yeah, fuck yeah. But Dusty could not find the deer, so I said, Dusty, I see the deer. Let me shoot it. Give me the gun. I'll find it for. I I was like, I will find it for you and get you on him yeah. and let you shoot him. I get in there and I find I find <coughs> the deer, but so little light left and not good rest at all. It's not gonna happen. Not happening. Not at all. So we let that deer walk. Fuck, dude. Yeah. That's heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. We didn't so fast forward to the last day in camp. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You We've guys go out on one a hunt. last morning. Yeah, you go out. We're going something. to that same basin trying to find that buck, and we spread out. We are to the point now where it's yeah. like last day, film or not, let's try and find that buck and kill it. Okay, and you turn up nothing. So we all three spread out. Yeah. Four I see bears. a little buck. More Pass them up. We see two groups of bears. Yeah. Again, uh, yeah, like four bears in the same basin. We're thinking that basin's burnt. Yeah. So you start heading back to camp. Oh, well, no. This is the night before the last day we leave. We then we spot them again. We well, we don't. We don't see much at all that day. So we wake up the next morning. Last hoorah! We're gonna give it all we got. Yeah. yeah last day. Luke stays low in an area where we've been seeing a lot of deer, and. Mm-hmm. He's sitting there. Me and Dusty decide to completely go to the very top. We haven't been there the whole entire time, but we figured we'd be hunting deer that weren't pressured. Yeah. And we get up there. We don't even see a deer. And um, it's time to go, essentially. So we yeah. decide to go back to camp. Get. We're heading down the mountain. After we actually ran into some guys, the 
group of guys that we talked about last time, we mm-hmm. they we saw them up there, and um, the whiskey guys, whiskey guys, or tequila. Actually, so on the tequila way to, t- after we packed our animals out, we ran into them on the roads. Yeah, yeah, and they ended up packing in with us, or not with us, but to they were, where uh, the same area, to the area. So we're we're heading back to camp, and <laughs> here's a kicker: the guys come down, they come, they come down the trail, which I was sitting pretty close to, and I'm. Like, I watched a small buck and two does come out. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, eh, I'm not going to shoot that little deer. I'm waiting. Because I recognize this group of deer as one that's got a pretty decent buck with it that we had seen before. Yeah. I'm waiting for that decent buck to show up. And these guys pop out and kind of blow out the deer I'm looking at. Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. These are these are guys that we've made friends with in the backcountry. They're good dudes. I stopped bs with them for a few minutes they're on their way out they go their way they bounce zach and dusty in, in the camp. meantime head straight to camp on the back side of the ridge so i didn't see them they're going back towards camp and i'm still glassing that basin hoping that buck would pop out yeah you know thinking like oh, these guys kind of screwed me maybe possibly because i'm watching these deer and nothing comes out I look back towards camp, and Zach and Dusty are, are like scrambling 300 yards towards camp. I'm like, okay, time to go. Let's pack up and get out of here. You know? Yeah, yeah, we get. Camp. So I start packing up my stuff, and I look back up, and I see Zach, and Dusty's not with him. And I start looking, and I see Dusty with a rifle, with his rifle, and nothing else, just running. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? Girl, what's so going so on? the what, deer what that happened? came under me, yeah. They came under the ridge below me, and the buck that I didn't that I was waiting on, I didn't see, but he had like spooked below. We're and then, in camp, and then they're like at we're, camp. Like we just set that, our backpacks down, which we're is in a saddle. Pack up, yeah. These buck, the buck that I was waiting on to come out actually comes through the saddle that we're camped on. Walked into as they're camp. walking into camp, like twenty yards from our tent. No way. And that's when they spotted him, and Dusty takes off because they spooked. So Dusty takes off. I see Dusty running, and I'm trying to kind of like cut him off. gauge where Dusty's running towards, cut off the deer. So I'm dropping into the basin where Dusty's going, and I'm like looking, and I see a deer, and it's a doe, and then I hear Dusty shoot. What the heck? And then immediately, boom, Dusty shoots again, and you could tell it was a hit. Meat smack. Meat, Meat smack. smack. Dusty shot a deer. I'm like, okay, cool. And then I'm yelling at Dusty, did you get him? Is he down? Yeah, he's down, but there's another one. So then I'm freaking out, like, looking, trying to find the other deer. He's bigger, Dusty says. <laughs> so I'm looking again, you know. Um, ends, ends up, the, the buck that was with the buck that Dusty ended up killing was. The smaller one you saw earlier that you didn't want to shoot? No, he was bigger. Oh, okay. But I never saw him again. Dusty saw him one one last, like, hurrah as he's cresting a ridge, and we lost him after that. How but, fucking cool is that? But Dusty oh, killed a nice three-point. Yeah. To end on that like, trip like that? Like, That's a trip really of a right out of camp. Yeah. So yeah. we ended up killing two good bucks and a solid bear. Yeah. And, and it saw was some a good trip. amazing deer. And we saw some deer that are yeah, I wanna go. taking us back. Yeah. I want to go. Yeah. I'm going next time. Let's do you it. You can bring a camera Get in there. there. I'll bring my camera. <laughs> no, I can't guarantee you I'll use it. <laughs> um, no. Holy shit. Yeah. Honestly, That's crazy. See, That's a great trip, man. Seeing Wagner for the five minutes we did. Yeah. Made me, the trip 
for you. That's, he's still alive. That's my. That he's was, still alive. I'm he's still alive. Next year. That buck is stupid. I'm gonna spend yeah. some probably considerable time this year finding scouting. Him. Yeah. Yeah. Early on. Yeah, I mean, I've seen some pictures of some bucks in B zone mm-hmm. that have been kicking around that people can't get close enough to shoot for whatever reason, and they're fucking big bucks, mm-hmm. dude. Like, he's still up there. I'm not, I haven't killed a blacktail yet, a 100% well, blacktail. Well, let's so. just put, we're, like, we're guessing, we're guessing 160s, maybe, but we have some people that are probably more skilled at judging deer than we are. It's thinking 170s, maybe. Wow. He's a giant. That's crazy. That's so crazy. I mean, there, well, there's a short video clip of that deer on, <laughs> on our Instagram now, and if you cruise through it, you'll see him, and you'll know what we're talking about. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a big deer. And so we're 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 gearing up to get back in there for sure. What would you say is coming up for you guys? What I mean, what shows is coming up? You know, I'm sure the Reading Expo is coming up. We talked about yep. that a little bit. Reading's for sure happening, but before that, we're going to Sheep Show in Reno. That's coming right. up real quick. I'm which pumped is just going to be Sheep a f- show. fun trip. Yeah, yeah. that's going to be like a. I don't want to say it's going to be a relaxing fucking getaway, but it's going to be, <laughs> like, in our own way, it'll be a relaxing yeah, getaway. It's going to be wild, but it's going to it's be It's going to be fucking we're, wild night. Yeah, dude. we're not worrying about a booth or anything at that yeah. uh, that trip. We're just fun. Go it, yeah, it's a chance for us to meet up with people we don't get to see all year and have fun. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, for sure. So that's happening, then Reading Expo's happening, and then after that, it's game on. We, yeah, uh, right I mean, now we're, we're, planning we're shooting to be the, at the uh, Broadhead shoot down in uh, May down 17th. West Coast. Yeah. May seventeenth uh, you know, through the twentieth. Yeah, May seventeenth to the nineteenth, so it's yeah. Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday. Yeah, so uh, we're 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 shooting to be at that for sure. Hopefully, you guys can get there for Friday night, and we can yeah. put together a little blacktail seminar. That'd be fun, you know, for you guys to kick off the night. Maybe show a film or something like that. Very cool. You know, we'll kick off a big ass campfire. I'm going to do a flip flop, which cannot be missed. Yeah, you know what I mean? So Anybody who's listening who has not experienced that needs to be there. Yeah, right. <laughs> it will ruin every every yeah. other meat-eating experience you've ever had. Uh, you know, something that you said on the barbecue podcast that we did. The that shit was show podcast? fucking shit show. BYO, BY, what, HQ, bring your own hangboarder? Sure. <laughs> but you were like, it changed the way that you'll pack out beer. For sure. Like, right? Uh, if and I, I have love an that, opportunity dude. to leave a bone-in hindquarter. Because I've heard that from so many people that since it, since then that it's yeah. it's changed the way that they'll pack out a deer. Yeah. That's crazy. It's worth carrying that extra 10 pounds of bone. Is it 10 pounds of bone? Maybe. Probably not. No, dude. It's like three or four pounds. Do it. Just do it. Yeah. And yeah. look it up and figure it out. Right. It's good. Right? So we're going to do that. So sure. what hunts do you have lined up? Right now we're in the a lot of stuff is in the air. Yeah, but we're, it's going to depend on some draws. We're planning right now. We're do you in the guys have points planning. or not really here? Uh, I've got eight in California. Holy shit! What are, you, nine what are you waiting for? I've got my eye on something that I have a very good chance at drawing this year mm-hmm. for a rifle hunt in California in an X zone. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, I am X five B, like ninety five percent sure. <laughs> 16. I'm 95% sure I'm going to draw an archery mule deer tag in Colorado this year. Uh-huh. Um, pending uh, approval of time off request from work. Mm-hmm. That's going to happen. And then uh, we might do an antelope hunt in Wyoming. Nice. We're uh, 
right now we're it's we're not, not it's months. completely like settled but we're probably going to be doing a spring bear hunt in, in Montana, Montana snowy mountain that's snowy mountain epic rifles, which is cool um yeah, yeah, we've got we've got irons in the fire for sure. It's right. just kind of pending draws and getting time away from work and yeah. shuffling schedules. This shit show of trying to make out. make it all come together, especially for yeah. you guys, it has to be difficult because you all we work. We all work at the same concrete box. Yeah. yeah, right for sure. Right. So this is the fun part. Yes, this is the part that you've all been waiting for. Highly anticipated. Highly anticipated. This is the dead eye minute. Mm-hmm. Our good buddies over there at Dead Eye Outfitters that you guys love so much. Very much. Very much. Too much. Um, <laughs> I have so many great options of questions to ask you. Love you, Bri. Yeah, I'm not going to do the blowjob questions. You're not going to do the B-Dub blowjob questions? I'm not going to do the blowjob questions because I know, you know. I don't want to stain your souls forever. Thank you. With public blowjobs. Um, so instead. <laughs> yeah. Right. Would you rather have your body found dead on a pile of sex toys or a pile of drugs? Ooh. What kind of drugs are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> we get to pick the drugs. Fucking drugs, bro. <laughs> Hard drugs. <laughs> Hard drugs. Yeah. Definitely the drugs. <laughs> Definitely the drugs. Yeah. <laughs> drugs over dildos all day for uh, me. I'm in the same boat with you. Yeah. What if it was like a pile of flashlights? Same. Still go with the drugs. Too much shame. Too much shame and sex Too toys. much public shame. What kind of sex toys? What about both? Can I, can I like drugs and sex toys? Like a mixture? Yeah. Like you just had a wild night? Yeah. You know? I mean, because, you know, if I'm going to go out, I'm going to have some fun, right? Yeah. Fucking Jason was found dead on a pile of Viagra and fleshlight. Fucking extra stiff neck, right? And that's what they're going to call you instead of instead of what's it? Thick neck and yeah, fucking blue seal. Yeah. That's what I want to die on. No, he's the Sherpa. <laughs> he's the Sherpa. Yeah. Can I just die on a, a pile of blue steel? Call it good. Yeah. A bunch of Viagra. Yeah. Yeah. Work. Yeah. Maybe a little Adderall mixed in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Viadderol. Viadderol. Right? Yeah, sure. Give me the drugs. Right on, dude. So, do you guys have any concluding thoughts? Uh, I'll conclude with something. Just, like, if there's if there's anybody out there in the great state of California who's, like, looking to get into this game, like, yeah, uh, whether it's just starting out hunting or already hunting and wanting to start filming it, like, filming it like just know that like your hard work is going to be eventually rewarded yeah um and i'll stress the eventually part yeah like deer densities and success rates are not great here but in the single percentile range for sure but there is success to be found for people who put the work in yeah you know Um, well and it was like my buddy kyle says and what i said earlier man is 90 percent or excuse me, 10% kill 90%. Right? For sure. So 10% of the hunters kill 90% so of the dead So to put end. yourself in that 10%. Got to work your ass off, yeah. dude. Work, work your ass off and enjoy every yeah. bit of it. You know? And then something make, you make said too earlier, Jason, which is like, 
no matter how hard you're working, there's always someone that's going to outwork oh, you. For sure. Always, yeah. dude. You can't count on hard work alone. You yeah. Gotta, you got to yeah. put yourself out there. Yeah. And don't, the yeah. Like if you're a new hunter too or somebody that picks up a camera, don't get discouraged. You yeah. Know? Stick with it. It'll eventually come around. Well, you're not always going to draw that yeah. California elk tag. Well, well in, you know, nope. everybody. Statistically, <laughs> you are not. No. Nope. But everybody starts somewhere. Yeah. I yeah. picked up a camera. And some asshole is going to draw it. So yeah. You might as well Just try. enjoy this. Might as well be the one that tries, right? I mean, I picked up a camera. I had no fucking clue what I was doing. <coughs> you know, I've taught myself how to use that camera, and I take fairly decent shots and video, and, you know, anybody can do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. There's so many outlets now online to be able to like learn something. Mm-hmm. There's no excuse not to be. None able of us to have formal training. Yeah. yeah, you know, right? So, um, any other concluding thoughts? Just or? Touch back on the bear situation. We're in California. Yeah, it sucks that we lost dogs. We all we all realize that, but we also need to all realize not purposely not taking bears just to spite California in general. Yeah, we need to. F- we're having issues with bears. We need to take control of the problem. Yeah. And if you get a bear tag, bear meat's awesome. Yeah. Go out, find a bear. Yeah. Kill one. It's some uh, to me. It's some of the my my yeah. family personally. My wife prefers bear sausage. We make awesome stews with it. Yeah. We need to try to take control of the issue that we're having. Do our part. We need to do our part. Yeah. It's not only gonna. It's gonna. It's gonna help you and other aspects of the deer population yeah. we need we need to control it yeah take care of your meat take yeah. care of your meat yeah for yeah. real for real people yeah. pull in shit in the lockers all the time it's like god it's so disgusting yeah you know take care of your animal you want a good clean piece of meat break it down properly don't let it sit yeah it's like the worst thing you can do take pride yeah yeah Spend all that time. Don't let your meat go to shit. Right. Or get covered in shit. Or get covered in shit. Yeah. None of that. That ain't no good. Pile of shit and drugs. Yeah. Are we going to go team over the fire? Break on three. Break on three. Great podcast. Yeah. Should I take a knee? One, two, three. Ready? Break. Break. Thanks for tuning in to the show, folks. If you'd like to check us out online, our website is www.theflipflopguide.co. You can find out all the information you need to have your own flip-flop in your own backyard. We encourage this, and we'd love to see this happening in every backyard across America. You can purchase our sauces that have been cranking out flip-flops from my grandfather since the 1960s. If you had trouble filling your tags this year, we also have available on our website Maui Nui Axis Deer Legs. They're 100% USDA approved and ready for your consumption. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram at the flip flop guy. We hope you have a great day. Thanks for tuning in and don't forget to smash that subscribe button.